Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rad Rides Podcast. My name is Jason Zollers, and I'm going to be your host. I hope that you are buckled up today for an all-American episode. I have Nate Henry, a.k.a. Mr. Nova Nate on Instagram. He's got a 1972 Chevy Nova. This thing has a big block, a four-speed, and 411 gears. I mean, does it get any more American than that? Probably not. You've probably seen him online. He's all over the place. He's such a nice guy willing to help anybody in the Nova community figure out how to build, how to test, how to pretty much build a custom Nova. Uh, Such a nice guy. We actually linked up on social media two or three years ago uh, because we have similar taste in cars, cigars, and bourbon. So I figured I was out there on a business trip in Chicago. I would stop by and say hi to him. When I met up, uh, his father was there, uh, came to find out this is a father-son build. He's actually owned the car since he was 13, and it has been the only car that he's ever wanted to build since he was 13. But they built this thing on a budget over a number of years, did pretty much all of the work themselves, including the paint, which looks absolutely phenomenal on it. But we talked a lot about how it was built. We talked a lot about the Chicago car scene. And we talked about how the car brought him and his father closer together. So please get on the website, www.radridespodcast.com. You can see all the pics. You can see all the info on the car there. There's the wheel and tire set up because I know everybody's going to ask about it. And we talked a little bit about that in the podcast as well. But get on there and go check it out. And as always, before we get the podcast started, I have to shout out to two guys and uh, two organizations that I really feel uh, need to be brought to light. One is Guardians Angels, my buddy John Kelly. He gets his medical service dog from them. Him and his dog Ranger uh, have been together for a number of years now. Uh, What they do is they train these dogs to help guys with PTSD and other types of uh, problems in their daily life to help them along. Uh, Great organization. Uh, An upcoming podcast, I'm going to have him on as well as Uh, one of the uh, personnel who works for Guardians Angels as well. And we're going to go into deeper uh, dive about that organization. Second one is going to be Help Hard, a buddy of mine, Mr. James Bendel. Uh, What he does is uh, helps the younger generation to ensure that we still have these guys and gals who can build cars here coming up. Uh, What he's done with his Crazy Horse Coffee House here in Washington is brought to light and helped out Many go to vocational uh, schools in the area to help hone their skills. Uh, He's the one that I always go to uh, when I need some cars because he seems to know a lot of the car guys who come up there because uh, they do a spring, summer, and fall show every weekend up there. If you're in the Washington, PA area, please go over there. Go see him. Go spend your money. Uh, He puts a lot back into the community here in Washington, Pennsylvania. That's Crazy Horse Coffee. All right, folks, I hope you have your lap belt securely fastened for this Chevy Nova wormhole we are about to go down. If you hear a heater going on and off during the podcast, it's because it was freezing cold in Chicago while I was there, and Nate has a beautiful setup with a beautiful heater that kept us warm the entire time. I wore short sleeves during the podcast. That's how nice and warm it was in there. But go get on the website, radridespodcast.com. Check me out on Instagram at Rad Rides Podcast and Facebook, Rad Rides Podcast. Pictures from our adventure out there in Chicago are up, as well as the website is updated. So, without further ado, please welcome Mr. Nate Henry.
the 52s and I wanted the 9s. Mm -hmm. And I, I've come to the, I'm of the opinion now I need to open up a cigar shop that's nice to people. Because all the cigar oh, shops I've yeah. ever gone to, everybody's just uh, mean in there, yep. you know? So I every, just, every single time. Idea. You know? I mean, every time I go in, I, either, I, I, used, I go to these two different ones. And they're both run by ladies. Yeah. And they're both just... Complete assholes to me. Shout out, yeah. shout out to my buddy Barry at Bad Ash Cigar in Oregon. Oh, there you go. He has got a cigar lounge called Bad Ash Cigar Lounge in downtown Oregon, right on uh, the Rock River. Nice. And nice, nice deck outside, and it's like a wood cabin feel inside. Oh, wow. And it's honestly the only cigar lounge that I've oh. been to that is like everybody's really cool, and Barry's like yeah. family. Well, that's my you next know. business venture. Yeah. If uh, a great idea. cars never work out, yeah. it's going to be a cigar shop. I wish yeah. I could be doing something color related and make a living at it. When I retire, I'd like to do a cigar lounge and yeah. a shooting range and combo. Perfect. I'd like to even work for like good guys or something and go to all those mm -hmm. events. Yeah, all those events and everything. Although it would probably yeah. not be fun if you're sure. working them. But sure. It still, still would be pretty cool yeah. to travel around uh, all the different yeah mm -hmm. well we're recording man all right this is it we're here rock on we're in an undisclosed location in chicago the somewhere. Bat cave. The bat <laughs> in the cave. bat cave with uh nate henry aka mr nova nate for yep. everybody who is online who has probably seen your very very tasty beautiful 1972 chevy nova aka sandra yep um i love the car because mine looks almost exactly like it. <laughs> so, you know, it works out that way that uh, you're kind of drawn towards the people. We got uh, good that taste. Like. That's you got what good it is. Taste. We got good taste. And we're taste. in your beautiful shop right here. Your dad's in here as well. Yeah. Uh, Couldn't have done it without him. Yeah. It was a father-son build. And that's what kind of, you know, brought me to this whole deal. I think I've been following you for, I don't know, uh, you know, two years, three years Couple maybe. Years, I yeah. think we've talked about cigars and, um, you know, yeah, nice post, bourbons and post up what we're smoking that yeah, day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm there. glad to be here, man. I, I drove out here for work, and uh, it's not far from where I got to be. So yeah. I figured uh, we might as well do it. So glad, cheers, glad, man. Glad, glad you hit me up and said, hey, I want to shoot the car and, yeah, and come yeah. out and smoke cigars and drink. Well, bourbon. you brought some great uh, bullet bourbon, some ten year. I got a Liga Number Nine. Would you? Would you? I got a My Father tonight? La O Palencia. Ooh, the that's green, a good one. Green Band. I do like the, yeah. the My Father's. They're really good. Cars and cigars. My cars dad and cigars. I almost called it cars and cigars. My mom said, "Call it cars and cigars." I go, "That's too easy." Like I say, that's too easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, sometimes people don't want to smoke a cigar. I enjoy walking out to my shop or my garage, mm -hmm. smoking a cigar, having either some good bourbon, some good wine, some good aged rum. Or a beer. Yeah. And uh, looking over my car and just enjoying the work that I've done on it, just like I'm sure you two guys have done. Mm -hmm. um, we thoroughly enjoy coming up here, working together on the cars, smoking a cigar. That's mm -hmm. why Pops had some cigars up here from the last time we were yeah. up here working on cars. So. And your, your setup in here is gorgeous. So right now you have four cars in here. One that I'm just drooling over. Well, two that I'm drooling over. One is a Nova. <laughs> Uh, the other one's your dad's car, but you also have a nice Sinclair setup in here, like the old school uh, gas stations. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. This is like a cool place to hang out. It, and you it, call it the Bat Cave. For I call it the Bat Cave. You know, it's where, you know, Bruce Wayne goes and has all of his Batmobile and all of his toys, you know, so undisclosed location, and that's how we keep it. Yes. And you have a heater in here, which is so nice. Yeah. Because there is a lot of snow on the ground right now. <laughs> yeah, we just we just got hammered with what would you think, pops? 
10 inches of snow? Yep. We got about 10 inches of snow the other day, so. Yep. Yeah, Pittsburgh got it the day after. So I dug myself out this morning to drive all the way here. So, well, you told me on the way over here that you've had this car for a long time. Yeah. And I didn't realize how long a long time is. You have had this car for a very long time mm -hmm. at this point. You said since you were 13 years old? 13 years old, got this car. Uh, it's father-son project, like we, like I stated earlier. Uh, we went in 50-50 on everything. There's been a lot of, like I stated earlier, there's been a lot of Christmases and birthday gifts <laughs> that have really pushed this car along throughout the years. But there was a lot of, it, it was a seven-year build, you know, so you do the math. I was 20 years old, when 20, almost 21, when the car was done, and we were getting out and showing the car for the first time. So that's it's, incredible. it's come a long way. So why did y'all choose a Chevy Nova over anything? We originally, <laughs> originally I wanted to get a split bumper Camaro. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my car. I always thought they had a real aggressive body line and front end on the car. And we started shopping around and looking around and we had some money saved up. You know, I saved every single penny because my dad always being into cars and I got into cars young. <laughs> he goes, you want to build a car? Yeah. So you better save your money. <laughs> And uh, it's a worse addiction than drugs. It, 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 can, it can be quite expensive, especially if you want to go fast. So uh, originally it was like a split bumper Camaro was going to be the first thing. Uh, then we had like a local car club and a kid I know, he ended up getting a split bumper Camaro before I did. So then I was like, well, I can't get the same car as him. You know, right. like I just don't want to be that guy, you know, uh, and like kudos to him for getting one. So then we were looking at Impalas, and I was like, man, that's such like a big body car. I wanted something a little bit more nimble, sporty, mm -hmm. fast, wedge design, you know? Mm -hmm. And then my dad says, well, what about a Nova? And I, all the Novas we saw at shows, you know, there would be a couple. You know, this dates back, you know, at least, what was it, 2005, 2006 right. when we bought the car. So, I mean... Back then, the cars, Novas weren't like nearly as popular as they are now, especially with like street outlaws and that whole scene taking over with that, Novas. And that murder Nova all of a sudden made all of our Novas really expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and I, I take a lot of pride in. We had a we had a black Nova before black Novas were really really cool. So, uh, all joking aside, we went and looked around, and you could get Novas for a pretty good price. Uh, we got this car for three K. Uh, found it locally in an auto trader and wow. it had that's a, dating yourself with auto, <laughs> the magazine or the, magazine, or the website magazine wow, now you're really magazine. Dating yourself. <laughs> oh yeah like we'd go out to breakfast it'd be sunday after church go out to breakfast they had an auto trader and we'd pick one up flip through it hey look at this car and we probably looked at two other novas before this and we went out and looked at this car and my dad really knew what he was looking for i'm young in the game i just know what i want to like end goal <laughs> so uh, he was like, hey, this is a really good start. Trunk was really solid. Floors were pretty decent until we got into them. Ended up replacing a lot of the floors in the car. But the trunk was solid, and it was a running driving car with an inline six and an automatic. With so a it was the, open, gran it was the granny diff. model. Yeah. Mine it, was also the granny model. Yep. <laughs> it had a couple options where it had a rear, it has a factory rear defrost on it oh this one so does. this one does oh wow okay. so originally we talked to one of our local car guys his name's gary and he knows a lot about these old chevys and he's like well the type of people that would have bought like that car with those models probably from the midwest probably somebody just got out of the service or like a post 
postal service, you know, person, because those were the types of incomes that could afford this type of car back then. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's how we found the car and came across it back in, like, 2005. Okay. Before Novas were cool. Before Novas were cool. <laughs> and now they're awesome. And yours uh, is painted black um, and has pretty much the cr same chrome setup as mine. Mm -hmm. uh, I kept uh, a lot of the chrome on there. I think the chrome looks great against that black, especially on these cars, because there's not a whole lot on the side, but like mm -hmm. the front and the rear are just so heavy on the chrome, you know, especially around the, the windows and everything. And then you did the same thing where you blacked out all of the moldings the, on the, the edge on moldings the doors, and everything. Yeah, yeah the on, door on moldings. The doors and on the on the drip the drip rails. The drip rails and everything. Yep. It looks great. I mean, that, I'm telling you, this is almost the exact same setup. If you had uh, 20s in the back and 18s in the front, that's what uh, what mine would look like. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> I have the same three inch hood too. That's. <laughs> yeah, this is actually actually four inch, but uh, oh, it's four I mean, inch. Okay. maybe mine's a three four inch. inch it's too. probably a four remember. inch. Okay, but. I'm running uh, Weld Pro Stars. Shout out to Weld. They make an awesome wheel, awesome product, super lightweight. Um, I got Weld Pro Stars 15 inch uh, wheels around with skinnies up front and uh, 15 by 8s out back with a. A lot of people want to know. The Everybody rear, wants to know what kind of tires and rims what, and what offsets, what offsets and everything you're running. On, so on tell a, on a rear Nova. So, <laughs> I mean, up front, skinnies are going to be skinnies. Mm -hmm. You know, the offset, really, if you can get any skinny that's going to fit under the front. But for the rear, I've posted it and highlighted on my page. <laughs> Don't ask me. Check out the highlights because I get messaged about the wheel specs all the time but i'm more than As happy to I. tell it for the podcast so it's a 255 60 15 is the tire size i got it on a 15 by 8 inch rim with five and a half inches of back spacing i did go and go an option out for the 1970 rear shock brackets the lower okay. shock brackets mm -hmm. uh they got a little hook to them that hooks up the shock up closer to the axle itself okay. So you get more clearance from a 15-inch yes. rim. Yeah, mine mine is very similar setup, but I have a I have an 18 in the back, mm -hmm. and it's extremely wide. And my shock bracket is, I mean, we're talking millimeters from yeah. that's how <laughs> from my real wheel. And actually, it's hit a couple times. I've heard it a couple times. So. And that's how this car was originally. I had that set of centerline wheels back there on the car, and those are four and a half inch back spacing. I like those a lot. And I'm an old school wheel guy, so yeah, I and like those, those are yeah. those are true center lines, fully welded. Um, I'm in the process of, of repolishing them. That's why they're all scuffed down right now. They look great. But yeah, so have fit, five and a half inch sets. back spacing on this car, and I do have I mean, you're going to have to play with it. Mm -hmm. As for shims and spacers, one side I got shim more than the other, and that's just because they weren't really technical back in 1970, 1968, 72 well, on this car, as same, for how well it fit. Yeah, same thing with my Nova, same thing uh, with my Chevelle. You have to run. I run a spacer on one side and no spacer on the other, yep. and that's just the way it is. I mean, that's uh, like you said, that's kind of the way they were built. Yeah, uh, I went and tossed long studs on them too. Mm-hmm. Because of that reason, on the axles, shout out to Strange to Engineering. Sure. They got an awesome product. Yeah. So too. do you have a narrowed rear end? Because that's what a lot of people. Have, and I have a narrowed rear end in mind. I rear do end not. In mind. So oh, okay. I do nice. not. So nice. what it is is a ten bolt eight and a half inch, mm -hmm. with for a ten bolt eight and a half inch minus more splines on the axle. It's got everything thrown at it. It's got okay. a four eleven rear gear, Eaton Posse, and originally that's what's sitting underneath that small block over there 
were the original GM axles. Okay. And they had strange C-clip eliminators put on there, and they were for the drag racing type only. That's not what I for, have on mine. Not and for they're taking leaking. corners. Yeah. And they're <laughs> and mine leaked like uh -huh. a son of a gun. And I'd hit the brakes, and it'd be like a smokescreen, you know. Oh really? Out the oh, back. usually mine don't leak that bad. Oh they, no. They just drip very 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 little yeah no mine were leaking bad and what ended up happening whoever we bought the rear end off of they there's a pressed on wedding collar onto that axle mm -hmm. and they welded the wedding collar collar onto the axle Ugh. and they didn't weld it flush you have so that to. bearing that's, the bearing walked off and it leaked that's always the way everything is about keeping that thing true straight up and down i mean especially when, I, when you're doing 120. absolutely yes yeah. <laughs> But, Absolutely. Uh, so I, I got in contact with uh, a guy I know over at uh, at Strange named Tucker. I told him what I got. I brought over the rear axles that I had. He measured them up. He's like, don't even worry about it. We know exactly what you need. I said, say no more. You know, let's get it done. Yep. And it was kind of a busy season for them. They knocked it out super quick. They're out here in Chicago, too. And... It was seamless, tossed them right in the car and haven't no had a problem since. Wow, that's super nice. Strange engineering. They got a lot of really nice stuff. So, so. everybody listening, don't ask the wheel size. Or the don't tire. ask the wheel size. <laughs> check out the, whole check out the highlights on You've got on the my whole page. setup now. You understand. So how do the 411 gears do with the four-speed? Uh, it wraps out real quick. <laughs> it's a lot of fun around town. It's a lot of fun around town. Taking it on the highway once. And that was a short stint on the highway mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. cruising at like four grand, <laughs> ripping down the highway at. And this thing is loud 65. too. It's not, it is, this is all American muscle yeah. right here. So I got sure it uncorked it right now. So <laughs> it, it has uh, hooker super comp headers on it, long tubes going straight back to a uh, Summit kit, three inch mandrel bend exhaust to Super 40, not 44s, 40 Flowmasters all the way out over the rear axle of the car. Nice. And this car's got a, a unique sound. I wish it was easier for me to cork them back up so you could hear it, but uh, it's got a really unique sound and uh, it, it parts the sea, you know, when you're cruising by, people all right. stop and, and check it out, which is an awesome feeling. Right, and so we've been, we're moving back up this way. So mm -hmm. we got from the 411, you got a Saginaw four-speed. Saginaw four-speed, like, yeah. Just like I did. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved to where, where the real magic happens. Yeah, where the real magic happens. We'll pop the hood and then yeah, we can go ahead. go ahead and discuss that. Oof. And it fits great underneath there. It's so funny to look at your big block versus my small block. I'm like, mine just looks like a little tiny four cylinder <laughs> compared to this. <laughs> it, it's tight. It was a tight fit, especially with these hooker headers. Uh, the trick was to go ahead and unbolt one of the motor mounts and take an engine hoist and lift it up on one side and snake the header in. That or you get the car way up in the air on a lift and snake them in from underneath. But uh, we did the driver's side first and then the passenger side. And kind of an oops, you know, uh, there's you're always going to have pitfalls when you're building a car. There's always going to be stuff that, like, you didn't foresee happening. And when we lifted up the motor, the header on the driver's side dimpled on the steering box. Uh, and, well, dimpled, and dimpled, for, dimpled for you. Yeah, dimpled for <laughs> me. And uh, that was... I mean, these brand new set of headers, and they're like a grand. Oh, wow. Like aluma-coated, ceramic-coated yep. headers. And I didn't know uh, at the time, didn't come with any instructions in the box that you have to heat treat these headers when they're ceramic-coated through gotcha. heat cycles. And that's why the ceramic coating is actually flaking off now. I've reached out to Hooker asking them, hey, what gives? And they're like, 
did you not heat treat it? And I was like, didn't know I had to. Oh, so I didn't know that was a thing either. Yeah, so that's a thing for everybody listening. That's a thing with their ceramic coated headers, and I love their headers. I mean, oh, yeah, they're, they're really great. awesome. They really are. So the plan is either to get those recoded or uh, go ahead and get a set of stainless. So ones. what kind of modifications did you have to do to fit a big block into a straight six car? Because it's a little bit different. I mean, my small block fits in there pretty nicely. Yours is yours is stuffed in there pretty good. Uh, only modifications that we had to go ahead and do swap the motor mounts. Really. I mean, these cars, they had come with big blocks and this is a, it's a 454 big block, uh, board 60 over is what we believe. We didn't, mm -hmm. we got the motor, uh, from a guy down in Tennessee. Okay. So we don't know exactly everything that is done to it besides the visual bolt-ons. Um, but only the only thing that we came across in order to snake it in there modification wise was just different motor mounts yeah it wasn't, the it wasn't, steering shaft and everything you didn't have to really nope, worry about any nope of that. everything oh, was nice. straightforward everything was straightforward did when we also we'll get to it but the we updated the brakes and went to the dual diaphragm uh yes i see style that. brake system mm -hmm. and that way you could clear tall valve covers um if you don't have the dual diaphragm you're not going to be able to mm -hmm. so but, it probably stops pretty nice now too oh yeah this car <laughs> the first time my dad pulled it out the shop because i let him pull it out the shop i videotaped it and he go and hit hit the brakes and he's like man this car stops good and i was like yeah it does uh we got drums out back but discs up front yep. and that's with a two inch drop spindle so uh the whole front end has been redone new bushings minus the steering system i so, gotta still do that yeah so who chose the drivetrain did y'all always know that you wanted to go with a big block or was it like? Well, you see, that's <laughs> why I brought this out. Yes, yes. And there, there, okay, so by the way, there's a, a small block next to us with a, a, a tall plane. Um, tunnel ram intake. Uh, tunnel ram intake. With and, a Hillborn style scoop. Yes, with the Hillborn style scoop. And it's very tall. So this is the same setup my buddy had on, he had a GMC with that same setup right yeah. there. And I always liked it. But it's sitting next to the car and I'm sure there's going to be a story. Yeah, that goes so there's a reason for this. We came. Across the Nova had an inline six in it, then automatic, and we were originally thinking keep it automatic car. At the time, I didn't know how to drive stick. I was 13. Didn't know till I was 16 how to drive stick, but uh, long story short, we found a small block that was down the street from a buddy of mine's, and it was literally in a garbage bag thrown in the front yard, like halfway buried in, in the front yard. <laughs> Well, at least he threw a garbage bag over yeah, there. Yeah, and it was like an industrial garbage bag. It wasn't like your... your what, wasn't like a Glad garbage no, bag? No, it wasn't right? a Glad. So, <laughs> and my dad, being in the business that he's got, uh, he's got heavy-duty equipment. So we went over there with the skid steer, Bobcat, with the forks and a chain. And the guy was like, yeah, he just wants it out of his front yard. Wow. We thought it was a 327. Pulled it back, got it on this engine stand, pulled the motor started pulling the motor part valve covers and when we pulled the valve covers we we're like wow oh, yep. it's really clean inside there mm -hmm. and there's still fresh paint from when the motor was rebuilt and we're like huh we pulled the intake and if i were to lift this intake off of it right now the valley you could eat off of it nice. it was super clean fresh rebuild so we said let's dig into it more so we flipped the motor over and all the rods and everything have all been stamped so oh, this motor has been rebuilt at one point ran the numbers on it when we flipped it over, we could tell it was a four-bolt main block, ran the numbers, came back as a 350, and we're like, jackpot. Like you know, we got it for free. Mm -hmm. So at one point, 
That's uh, nice. I need to find some more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got real lucky on that build. So you want to find that. some LSs like that sitting in a uh, field somewhere? That'd be that'd be wonderful. Yeah, we, I'm yeah sure there a bunch might of guys be there like might that. be some. Yeah, some six O's and yeah, some LS3s. six O's sitting around. Sure. Yeah, I'll take one four hundred horse. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, and at one point, I wasn't doing too hot in school, and it kind of took a damper on building cars and stuff like that. And my dad told me he's like, "Hey, you straighten up your act." I'll buy you a tunnel ram for that, for that setup. And back then, I mean, I looked up what the tunnel ram, this exact tunnel ram setup on Summit is. It's like twice the price now than like oh, what sure. it was back then. And they've gone way up in price, but it was still a very expensive item. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, like you need to get your act together. And <laughs> it was like, get your act together in school or, you know, and like be able to do the hot riding car thing that you already have like learned to love for the past couple of years and so on. And I got my act together and now I got a tunnel ramp. So That's right. This motor. Well, you're a good dad for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have some yeah. incentive, right? Some incentive, <laughs> you know, and like come to find out. And uh, I had a, a thyroid problem that was like messing me up with my memory retention. Mm -hmm. And I'm like that was also a, a reason why I was doing bad in school. And doctor got me on medicine and it changed my life. So got back on the, the straight and narrow with that. And uh started building cars but this small block chevy not to deviate too far uh the small block chevy was originally going to go in this car with the tone ram i love that style the car when we got it had big Krager sss like mm, the deep dish 50s on the back with shackles i got photos favorite, in the man. album that's what's on my chevelle i love them yeah it's cool <laughs> I love it's, them. it's really cool and we're like oh let's go with that like 80s muscle machine look mm -hmm. you know and my dad had a banded trans am with a tunnel ram with a big block sticking through the wow. you know tunnel ram sticking through the hood and that was an ls7 back then it was wow. a wicked car wicked that's, car and that's really uh nice. <laughs> you've had some I, nice vehicles I, yeah <laughs> you so, have a great taste in cars sir <laughs> so then i turned around and i was like yeah i want to do tunnel ram you know just like my dad's ta but in a nova you know and uh we had a buddy who buys impalas left and right and he was down in tennessee and he goes hey greg I know your kid, you know, got that small block, but I found a big block, Oof. carb to pan, water pump to tail shaft with the Saginaw on the back. Guy wants like 2,500 bucks for it. Mm. And my dad said, let me talk to the kid about it, see how much money we can scrounge up. Mm -hmm. And was able to come up with some cash and he's called him back and he's like, bring it back. That was a deal. And then that showed up with the trans, like complete minus headers really? on the tire in our shop. And then we took to it, it didn't take but the next weekend, we already started getting uh, motor mounts for it, drop it in the car, mm -hmm. got headers for it, fired it up, and it didn't even take but a, not even a full rotation, the motor fired right up to wow. life. And we're like, so someone had taken, had rebuilt it, taken care of it. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Word on the street, it came out of a 70 Chevelle, and it was a oh. quick car, so. Nice, nice. And what year was that? That was early in the build, or? uh that was before we went and painted the car okay. the car was still in primer uh at that point we had not even blown apart the front end to go and do any of that so this was within the first probably like four years of the build i'd say yeah and we converted speed, right? it from an automatic to a four speed and mm -hmm. kudos to my pops he really took he took that on uh and before i knew it it was like yeah i converted it over and i was like i didn't even get to do much with it you know so that and was years ago they didn't have just kits you had to kind of figure that out yourself and find the old parts you know now it's, now it's yeah i think now uh it's pretty easy you can just kind of go on summit or you know 
ground up or whatever. Classic and industries. Classic industries. You can just buy the kit now, you know. But I'm all about finding the old parts. I, I'm rebuilding my Chevelle right now. It was in a fire, yeah. and um, I, I I buy nothing but old parts off of like eBay and stuff because I, I know they fit and I know they're going to work. So uh, and I, I want to have that old iron. I don't know. For some reason, there's mm -hmm. like that nostalgic feeling of just. I know this part was made that long ago mm -hmm. and it's held up this long. I'm going to hold on to it. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, 100%. there's some stuff you got to get new, but, you know, for the most part, I, I try to find old parts for mine. Yeah, there's there's a decent amount of new parts on this car, but we did keep some stuff, you know, like the doors are original, the roof and the trunk lid. That's it. Yeah, so did you have to do any kind of rust repair or anything on this? or was Oh, it yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I just got to look like yeah, I, you have no clue, sir. It, yeah, so... <laughs> Real quick, uh, we'll run through it. Uh, the doors, the roof, and the trunk lid are the only original, and the cowl are the only original metal on the car. The doors, the roof, and the trunk lid. And the trunk lid and the cowl. Wow. Yeah. So we did full back half on this car. Wow. Inner, outer trunk drops and wheel wells. Uh, inner, outer wheel wells and trunk drops, um, and the tail light panel, okay. all got done at one time. Uh, we had a really good friend of ours, Roger, mm -hmm. lives out in Wisconsin in Janesville. He is old school body guy, old school body guy, and he leaded the quarters on. Oh, so wow. the quarters are leaded on the car, uh, and kind of a, it was a mishap. But we wanted, like, I really wanted it this way, is we got the '68 tail panel. Yeah, the '68 tail. That, that's that's awesome. I always liked the '68 tail. Obviously, I have a '68, so I'm a little biased. But yeah. I like the '68 tail lights because I felt like they were so much cleaner than the other. Oh, ev everybody <laughs> that's got a, a '70 on up wishes they had '68. That's exactly right. That's, that's the exactly truth. right. The problem with the '68 is there was only there's like one year parts for just the '68. Mm -hmm. So like the doors are one year only, the A pillars are one year only, the tail lights, and there's like a plethora of just little things here and there that are '68 only, which made it extremely hard on me you know, to rebuild the car because they don't repop a lot of 68 parts anymore. So when I saw your 68 taillights, I'm like, oh, okay. That's... Yeah, that was, that was a total accident. Well, got, part... got, got, got the tail panel in a box and it ended up being 68. And when it was grafted on the car, we got the car back to the shop and I went to go mm -hmm. put the taillights in it, the seventies. I'm like, the seventies are like five inches longer. I was right. like, they don't fit. Mm -hmm. It was like, holy cow, that's 68. Oh, well, yeah. awesome. We'll rock yeah. it with that. So now moving on back up to the front of the car, the doors, original metal. Uh, we went ahead and had the door sandblasted. Uh, had a buddy, he had a commercial sandblaster, sandblasted the mm -hmm. insides of the doors, and they were Swiss cheese. Ooh. I knew nothing about bodywork, absolutely nothing. <laughs> but That is the one thing I do not like is bodywork. I, I will give it to the guys who know how to do that stuff. I enjoy welding on it, and like, mm -hmm. but the finish work, I just, I mean, that is, that's an art someone has they call know? it they call it body work for a reason yes. it's work <laughs> that's right it's work so my dad came from learning body work in high school and always building his cars okay so he took that and taught me how to do body work and we rebuilt reconstructed the innards of the doors because they were all rotted out swiss cheese and sure. making templates tracing them out wow. putting, putting them on pieces of paper mm -hmm. cutting tracing them out on steel cutting them out and welding them in so that's how i kind of learned how to like graft and do body work like originally with the doors uh same with the floor pans in the car uh we placed the floor pans in the car i think every single one minus behind the driver's seat 
but everything else That's has been redone. Such a job. <laughs> it is, and it's tedious because you're, you're learning how to weld, and you're just doing tack welds mm -hmm. to go and like spot weld everything kind of in, and then go back around so you're not warping the correct the, the floor pan in the car. So learn how to do some body work there, and and learn how to do primer and, and sands with some bondo and mix up bondo if you needed it. Um, there's there's bondo on this car. I think anybody who builds a, a car that says, "Oh, this car's got no bondo," like they're lying. Right. There's there's nothing that's not straight. Like, there's there's it's okay if there's a skim coat or a little something yeah. here or there. I mean the the cars weren't perfect from the factory. Yep. And I can tell you, even if you get repop new stuff, they're not even straight either. Yeah. And these any fenders, of those guys you, that talk about you know rebuilding cars, they say the same thing. They're you know I mean getting a metal panel that long to be that straight especially with black paint like you have is you're going to have some bondo in it you got you got to have bondo in Absolutely. it these fenders got it I, there might be some on the hood uh, it's hard to remember but <laughs> yeah so the the fenders and and like you were saying jason the 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 cars you know they didn't fit well in the fact from the factory from the get-go you get repop stuff and they don't quite fit as well either and we had a tough time meeting the the top of the fender to the door yes i believe it was on this side we actually had to use the engine hoist and hook it onto the to go and bend that up to up. meet the body line because we're that particular about mm -hmm. the body lines meeting up on yeah, building your, a car your body lines look great and that's something that i i'm exactly the same way like people are like oh it's a nice car it's nice put together but if the body lines aren't right on it it bugs the crap out of me so like mm -hmm. I said, I'm redoing my Chevelle, and we had to kind of throw the front end together so that we could get it out of a shop and into my house in, in Pittsburgh, so from Houston to Pittsburgh. So we kind of slapped everything together. So now I'm in that mode right now where I'm trying to fit everything just right because, you know, Jen, you know, she walked out, and she's like, oh, my God, this thing is nice. I'm like, yeah, but this is kind of hanging out. And she's <laughs> like, oh, you can't even tell. I'm like, I can tell. Yeah. Like, I'm going to walk up to the car, and I'm going to know it's there, you know. And I'm sure you two guys are the same exact way. The well-trained eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You walk around at a show, and you just see one body line that's off, and you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's not perfect. Right. Well, everybody wants it to be perfect, but unfortunately, the, there's circumstances where it's not going right. to quite fit Especially as well. Especially with these cow hoods. Like, mm -hmm. anybody that I've seen with a cow hood, it's just a little here or there. We know? got lucky with this hood. It's a steel hood. Mm -hmm. uh, I usually see it with fiberglass where they bow in the center yes. of the body lines. This car, this hood fits this pretty well. There is a slight adjustment that I need to do right now. Um, and that is put a shim on this cowl right here. Mm -hmm. The shim actually fell out. So yeah. I got to reshim it up. So you can see there's a little bit of paint wear right there. Oh, yeah. That's from the hood coming back into it. I got you. But it just needs a little bit of tweaking. But, but these this cows hood. Are, these cowls are hard to fit correctly because mine, I have a shaved, I have the shaved off uh, windshield wipers. Uh -huh. And for mine to fit, I had to shim it and shake it all over the place to get it right because this would be off. And then this to, you know, the hood to the cowl would be off. And then I would shim it up, and then the cowl to the you know the fender yeah. would be off. I mean, it was it was wonky all over the place, and it took me, I mean, it took me all of four or five hours just to get the cowl sitting exactly where I mm -hmm. wanted it, you know. Yeah, and it makes me wonder because that's the only original piece of the front clip, mm -hmm. metal body metal wise, you know. Um, so it makes me wonder if I did an aftermarket, you know, re-stamped cowl, maybe it would have fit better, or maybe not. You know, being that the hood isn't and both fenders aren't, right. you know, maybe that's why it's having a little bit of a tough time. But, I mean, to have a car be 100% perfect, you know, oh. you're talking 
like hours. A, like a Ken Diggett or, you know. There's a reason a, why those cars are six-figure cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a lot yeah. of, and, and they're laser straight. And we tried, and we did really well. Everywhere we go, people applaud us on how well of a paint job. And we did it. In my dad's old landscaping shop. Yeah, so yeah, y'all. So you, you said you did the paint, and the paint on this is uh, amazing. I mean, it is. It looks glass, and it's smooth, and there's there's no waves. I mean, black paint is so hard to 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 get just right, you know. And well, thank you to have one in black. I mean, mine's in black. Again, I told you I had a, a guy. He was training, and I had him shoot it just because. I didn't have any aspirations of mine really being a street car. I really wanted to race it more than anything. And then it kind of snowballed into a street car. So mm -hmm. I have to go back and probably repaint it one more time. And mine's in black. And you can see just every little imperfection on it. And y'all's is, I mean, for doing it yourself, good job. That's a great job. <laughs> yeah, my pops, he had, like I said, had a lot of experience doing paint and body work. And he taught me everything. And I didn't paint all of this car. You know, there was sections of the car that i was nervous about painting mm -hmm. for example the roof i told my dad i said i said hey i'm gonna have you paint the roof and he's like mm -hmm. all right you know but you're gonna end up painting the doors and, and the fenders and and the hood and the trunk lid and at first we didn't have a hood on the car <laughs> and when we got the hood for the car my dad turned around and he's like all right we're gonna do paint you know you're you're painting the hood this time mm -hmm. i was like all right you know that's another big big panel and i mean it's damn near the same size of the roof right and it's got curves and edges to it and working we did a lot of primer on this car we really did a lot of back to basics of blocking a car out once That's we where knew the paint job comes from once we knew yeah. that we were painting this car black my dad said all right well you think you had blocked it out enough mm -hmm. times we're gonna block it another five more times right in order to get this car straight it, what do they say Nine, 90 percent prep 10 percent paint I mean, probably for a black car, it's probably 95%. You know? it's, all, it's all in the prep. And I say that even with any little thing that you're doing paint-wise, even if it's with a rattle can. Oh, if you yeah. go and prep the surface properly, I've done paint jobs with a rattle can, and people are like, what would you use to paint that? I'm like, uh, some Rust-Oleum. And they're like, get out of town. I've done the same like, thing. I learned, I learned however, a few years ago, uh, I was in a rush, and I had to move. I was moving uh, houses. I had to move my Nova to my new house. And the front uh, cow or the front um, panel wasn't painted, and I learned in cold, very very cold weather, paint does not like to lay down at all. No. I mean I chased it for hours, and I was like, okay, there's I'm, I'm doing something wrong here. And learning that cold temps like that, it mm -hmm. just doesn't it doesn't like it at all. Yeah, and know? we we didn't squirt this car all in one shot. I mean the main body of it we did yes. Um, but as for the fenders and the whole engine base painted gloss black too, same paint, the wheel wells, the doors, the jams on the inside of the doors, the trunk lid, uh, the underside of the trunk lids painted gloss black too. Um, that was all painted at, in different stages and different times of the year where our shop was warmer or colder. So we had to go and account for that Figure and buy different types of activator that would activate in those temperatures to accommodate for the colder temperatures right yeah and I, I you know when i tell people you know it, guys who who really build cars and really do uh you know a lot of the work there there's these little hang-ups and stuff that you just temperature wise and you know season wise yep. and whether you can get it done or not i mean you know take something very simple oh it's gonna be a five minute job 
it, it'll take you two hours. Yeah, you know? when when we went to go paint this car, like I said, we painted it in a dirty landscaping shop. I mean, you're talking mower equipment and mm -hmm. weed whackers, leaf blowers, and there's dust everywhere. You know, it's it's a business. And right. luckily, I had a, a spot in the back of it to, for this build. I was blessed, you know, with my father. And we wet the floor early on. We built a booth, and we found that the booth with plastic actually attracted dust so we took the booth down mm. so we just went back to basics of wet the floor and let it rip and try not to walk around so much <laughs> um walk around as minimal as possible mm -hmm. and when we initially did the doors and the jams and the, and the wheel wells that was underneath the booth we ended up correcting that anyways when we went to go paint the main body of the car we had to put a sealer on it and the sealer that we chose because it's a black car was a dark colored sealer. It was like a, a, a dark gray. And like after we laid down the sealer, I was like, damn, like we should have painted this car. Like it was almost like that Nardo gray that's like a really yeah. popular. So that's what mine was. Yeah, when I when I received my car, it was in that that dark gray primer just mm -hmm. like that. And that's what made me want to go with black because I saw the lines, especially the rear three quarters of a, uh, of a Nova. It, yeah. it's, it's iconic. It's begging for it. You know, it's like almost like a Batmobile in the back. Yeah, how about know? it? <laughs> and we laid down that sealer and the whole, and before we go and went and painted it, we prepped the panels, everything was mint, took a tack cloth to it, just make sure everything is off the surface. And we run over the car with a, not a mineral spirits, but it was like a, it was like a, a prep solvent. Prep solvent, yep. Run over the whole entire car with the prep solvent. And I was right behind my dad chasing him with a dry rag, making sure everything was ready. Let the car sit for a minute, air out. We lay down the sealer, the whole roof, quarter panels, everything fish-eyed. Oh, like, no. Fish-eyed, the whole car. <laughs> and at that point, we were, I turn around, I'm like, how are we going to fix this? Well, the only way to fix that is to go and block the car out right. again. Mm -hmm. So Redo we it. had to block out the whole car again. And that so this was... Is, this has two paint jobs on it. So Yeah, <laughs> and that was and that was like one of those moments you know this build this whole process though really was quite straightforward we didn't run across many issues mm -hmm. that was one of them that really stood out was holy cow like we're ready to go and lay down paint after the sealer's dry and to hold all that body work in and it just fish eyed so we scuffed it all back down prepped it again laid it down came up flawless at that point uh i borrowed my buddy kyle he has. He used to do body work, and he's got an Iwata mm -hmm. paint yeah, gun. gun. Mm -hmm. It's a LVLP, so low volume, low pressure instead of HVLP, mm -hmm. and uh, we saved a lot of paint using that. <laughs> it doesn't throw so much in the air. Sure. And I mean, that's like a thousand dollar paint gun. Yeah. And it was expensive, and we go and let her rip with that, and the paint shows for itself. But learned a lot from my dad, and he did a killer job painting the roof and helping me with the quarters and everything. You know. Couldn't yeah. have done it. Couldn't have done it without you. It looks great. It looks great. It's a true, true father-son build, you know. So the interior is awesome. So you had a great story about these seats right here because similar to mine, you had a bench seat in this before yes. as well, and you yes. were banging gears with a bench seat. And that was cool. It was cool, but I, I don't know about your bench seat, but my bench seat, especially second and fourth. It was like real close. It's I mean, right, I was it was right on the right seat. Right on it. <laughs> that the I got a Hurst shifter in the car, Hurst linkage for everybody listening. Same, same exact thing. Yep. And uh, 
that her shifter and linkage. It was your reverse to the left and down? Left and up. Oh, mine's left and down. Oh, I think really? the linkage needs to be flipped. Okay. Maybe one of the listeners can give me a shout out and let me know. I haven't dug. <laughs> I haven't dug into the trans much on this car, but I. I uh, so my buddy, I'll tell a little side story. Mm-hmm. So my buddy came up. Uh, shout out to Marco. He took. Uh, we did the exo truck. He took all the pictures for the exo truck. He he mm-hmm. was up. We're good buddies. We you know have built cars. He has a uh, a '72 Chevelle that was in an accident that he's real rebuilding right now. But it's it's ridiculous. So we got into the sauce a little bit one night. And he wanted to go sit in the, in the Nova. Well, he sits in it, and he's acting like he's banging gears, and he threw it, and, like, it's stuck. And I was like, he's like, Jason, it's stuck in gear. I was like, nah, man, push the clutch. Because he's real short, and I'm real tall, so I had it back. I said, you got to push the clutch all the way in, man. He's like, no, I'm telling you, the clutch is all the way in. Somehow, he put it in first and third at the same time. And the two rods underneath... We're yeah. both engaged at the same time. So I had to get underneath there and uh, undo them and put them back in. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a, a pretty simple fix. But I, I wasn't aware that if you miss the shift that hard and really wanted to bang that gear into gear, you can get that thing stuck. Lickety, in, in, lickety in split. In first and third. Yes, in first and third. So I sent him the bill for me fixing it. Yeah, for him right. And uh, no. <laughs> a bottle of bourbon and some stogies. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's he's known in our. We have a little car club. He is known as the guy who breaks everything. So if your car has any weaknesses, he'll find it and he will break it. So he's not driving Sandra. No, got he, it. Do do not put him in your yeah, car. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Nah, nobody's nobody but my dad's driven this car. Okay. I I've offered to. Two of my best of friends said, mm-hmm. hey, you know, with me in the car, I'll let you take it around the block. Right. But, like, you know, keep it very tame. You know, mm-hmm. this is not only my car, but I built it with my father, you know. Right. And both of them respectively declined and said, you're nuts if you think I'm driving this car. You and know I was what's... like, it means a lot coming that coming from a friend to say something like that. But I don't know if people are intimidated or not. I'm the same way. I'm like, hey, man, if you want to drive the car go take the car out. Even my dad, you know, he grew up, you know, in this era and he's like, I don't want no part of that car. <laughs> and Jen got in it and she doesn't know how to drive a stick. And the first time she got on the gas and heard that thing rev up, she was yeah. like, nope, nope, I don't want any part of that. Got out of the car, didn't even put it in gear. Yeah. She's like, I'm good. <laughs> I, I joke with my girlfriend, Carly. I turn around and I tell her, I was like, yeah, you know, I'll take you out. And she goes, I really want to learn how to drive stick. Like she's, Kind of learned in the past, but she really wants to drive stick. And I said, well, the Nova, like, that's the perfect car to learn to drive stick on. And she's like, you're freaking nuts for saying that. I'm like, <laughs> well, with a four-speed, with a granny low first and a big block and a 411, mm-hmm. you don't, if you put it in first gear, you don't got to give it any gas. You just ease right, off the off clutch, of and then the car's going, you know. Right. And I was like, I'll take you out in the car. And she's like, you're nuts, like, never, you know. And her mom jokes, she's like, so, like, because she's never seen the car yet. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so, like. When I see the car, like, you're going to let me drive it? Because, like, she knows how to drive mm-hmm. sticks. She grew up on it. I'm like, I don't, you know, there's a lot of car, <laughs> you know. Like, but I, uh, I, I, would, I would maybe entertain the idea. Definitely take her out for a ride in the car. I've taken my mom for a ride in the car, and they've all enjoyed it. But the little, the little side tangent about the four-speed. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, uh, back to the interior. Uh, originally, it was a bench seat, and I came across some bucket seats, and my buddy Mike on Instagram, uh, his name on Instagram is Nova Kid. I believe it's 68 on Instagram. It's either 68 or 69. Uh, Mike will correct me. And uh, <laughs> anyways, 
might get on there and follow us and in, tell in, everybody who it is. Insane Nova, yeah. So he uh, had these seats, and I saw them, and I was like, man, those are cool, but I don't know if those are Nova seats, you know? And they, I, and I thought Nova seats looked a little bit different. He's like, nope, they're Nova seats. You know, they came out of a Nova. And I was like, all right. And I said, but that's not the original upholstery, and it's kind of like this... What would you it's call almost it? like, like a tweed, tweed almost. Like a tweed yeah, fabric. Yeah, like a tweed, yeah. And yeah. That's what, like, uh, I was a mini truck guy back in the day, and that's what everybody wanted uh -huh. in their car was a tweed interior. That was that was it. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and date myself at this point. That was, like, late 90s, early 2000s. So. <laughs> yeah, and Mike, he had these seats, and he had them, he had them posted for a really good, pi uh, really good price. Uh, and I turned around, and I said, hey, uh, let me get those seats. But the really interesting story about how I know him is that back in the day, he was cruising at downtown Lombard at a cruise night with his old Nova that he built with his dad as a father-son project. And that was a uh, 540 big block car, I believe, Ooh. back then, uh, that he had the seats. He had like a they're like the Jegs racing style, like right. buckets, mm -hmm. but with a nice black leather on it. And it was embroidered on the headrest, Nova Kid. And I was like, man, that's boss. You know, that's that's really <laughs> cool. You know, that's bitching. So I always remembered that. And I was, I think I just got my Nova. I was like 13 at the time. And I always remember that Nova Kid. And that car stood out. It was like a forest green. And it had ghost flames on the front end and the hood. Like really faint ghost flames. Years later, I go on Instagram and I just like, oh, let's see, Nova Kid. And there, sure shit, there's sure a Nova Kid on there. Popped out. And it's a green Nova. And I was like, no way. Oh my gosh, it's a big block, but this one's pro-charged, making like 17, 1800 horsepower, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Like crazy build and like everything all done perfect. And I reached out to him. I was like, I don't know if you're going to remember me because like, I was probably just some little kid that was going goo goo gaga over your car. But I met you years ago at Lombard when you used to cruise the car, your, your same car there. And he's like, no, nah, man, like, I, I'm pretty sure like, I remember you, you know, like, and so on and so forth. And we just stayed in touch. And thanks to Instagram, we went ahead and got linked up on these seats and I got these bucket seats. Yeah, man, I, 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 it, it's such a great story. You told me that on the way over here. And... I think that's, you know, I mean, social media has gotten a bad rap here as of late, you know, obviously with, you know, elections and everything like that. Everybody's just trashing each other. But, like, I mean, you can really get some good people and some good link-ups to oh, yeah. stuff. You know, obviously that's how we met, uh, yep. you know what I mean? So if you use it, you know, well, especially for car guys because we're all really building a lot of the same platforms, you know, and you learn from everybody else's mistakes. Mm -hmm. But that's cool that you could get those seats, and the seats look great. And it's crazy that they're tweed because I'm sure you stick in them pretty well. Oh, yeah, because, and, and they're super comfy. Yeah. Like Compared to the ratty old bench seat with worn-out <laughs> springs I had in it before, I used to sit low in the car, and I felt, uh -huh. you know, like when you get, if you've ever sat in a Corvette, you mm -hmm. feel very low to the to the ground, Correct. you know, and you feel like, feel really sporty. And that's how I felt in the bench seat. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I had manual steering. I oh, didn't have power steering yeah. on the car. I just got that on the, the car this year. Wow. Power steering for the first time, and now it's like one finger. Yeah, one finger. It's and, so easy. <laughs> and now I got a and my bench seat. I'm a big guy. I'm mm -hmm. 250, six foot one, mm -hmm. and the bench seat was locked in the forward position. Oh, so really? without a tilt column. Oh, you were right and a up four on speed. It. I was crammed in this car, and it was a handful on the street. Mm -hmm. 
now having power steering and front and rear sway bars on the car. Oh yeah. And we'll get into suspension in a little bit. Um, but and having these bucket seats that actually slide. That was the biggest thing I asked oh, Mike. Yeah. I'm like, do the seats slide? He goes, <laughs> yes. And I was like, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, if they're vinyl. I mean, because like I've ridden in like some Camaros and stuff like that with the vinyl uh, seats like this, you kind of slip and slide around, you know, especially yeah. if you're going around a corner or something and something with like this much horsepower and, you know, this nice of a suspension, you want to be like held in there. You, yeah, know? you, you really, you don't want to be moving around too much, you know. That's the next thing is I got a uh, headliner for the car okay. for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my dad. Nice. The, the gifts don't stop coming, which is <laughs> awesome. Uh, I really appreciate it because it, I've never had a headliner in the mm -hmm. car. And for me, it's kind of like that uh, all go, you know, like no show kind of mentality mm -hmm. of like, even though the car is a gorgeous car, but I was like, well, when I'm in the car and I'm driving, I'm not looking up while I'm driving. Like I never I pay attention. <laughs> people, people bend over to look in the car because it's lowered and uh -huh. nobody like bends over enough there. to look up at the headliner not being mm -hmm. in the car but it makes the car incomplete yep i'm and a thousand percent it the headliner is the last thing that i have to do to mine mm -hmm. and i had a really good headliner guy in pittsburgh who had done um oh my god what car did he do he did the seats in my truck and then he did a headliner in i had a trans am he did a headliner in and he mm -hmm. did a fantastic job of it. And I went to go hit him up because he had moved shops and everything. But I guess he got sick and everything. So he's not doing headliners anymore. I'm like, oh, guy. Like, I got the headliner. I have everything. So I think I'm just going to do it myself and just try it out. Mm -hmm. We're topping off, by Yeah, the way. topping off. Topping you know, got to refuel. Got to refuel. With the high octane. Bullet bourbon. 10-year. Ten, ten this is good. Shout out to Target. They had it on sale. It's a $50 bottle. You know what's funny? So I come from Houston, Texas, where you can buy booze anywhere you want. Corner store, whatever. It's good? More? Great. Perfect. Perfect. Anywhere you want. Go to Pittsburgh, you have to go to a certain store for beer. You got to go to a certain really? store for liquor. You got to go. Yeah. Oh, it's it's crazy. Whoa. It's crazy. So, no, now, yeah, so we, for me, if I want beer and liquor, I got to go to two different places. We don't have that here in Illinois. <laughs> But Illinois is there's like a lot worse things here. here. Yeah, no. It, especially in Chicago, it's Wild West. But uh, uh, So you don't take this to Chicago? I no, no. Much. And I have I have some like really awesome followers, really awesome followers on Instagram that are out in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I want to take the car out there, but I don't. Right. And they're like, no, like, I'm always out, out by, like, where you're at. You know, my dad lives out in, like, Naperville area. Will you meet me out there? Like, we can cruise together. And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. But then that was the whole conversation prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. Then COVID happened. And my own dad, he was like, I didn't even show my car once this year because there was no shows. Right. Like, everything was shut down. People yeah. were doing, Just like, the little car cruises. Little in, car yeah. cruises. And even that mm -hmm. was getting shut down. Right. Which so is a shame. And we talked about it a little on the way over here. And I always like, if I'm going to a different city, I always want to know, like, the car kind of culture. So we talk, like, Pittsburgh, there's not a lot of younger guys like us who are building cars. It's a lot of older guys. And they do, they like stock restorations, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe a little mods here or there. Um, but nothing, like, you know, nothing really modded up too much. So what's the Chicago kind of car scene? Because, yeah. obviously, like, L.A., Houston, Miami, those are hotbeds, you know, they're hotbeds for, for the car culture. And I know those very well, cause I've been to, you know, to each of them. Um, 
But I, I, I've never been to a Chicago car show, I'd have to say. So, so. Chicago car show. Uh, <laughs> so what's the Chicago so, car so scene Chicago, like? So Chicago land car scene, and I live out in the suburbs, so I'm not like in downtown Chicago. Right. Undisclosed location. Undi undisclosed sub <laughs> suburban location uh, for the Batcave. But anyways, uh, I've gotten to kind of experience it all. Out by us, uh, there's a famous diner drive-in place called Strats right off of North Avenue. And my dad had talked about it back in the day being in like a hot spot where people would show up. And Strats was known for like street racing. Really? Like, okay. So you wanted to go to a show, show off your stuff, not pop a hood, but then go and place bets. You know, Strats were, were, oh, nice. was where people were going and meeting to go race. Mm -hmm. So I was like, as a kid in high school, I was like, man, when the Nova's done, I'm going to go take it to Strats and like show it off and, and so on. But once I had a driver's license, the car wasn't done quite yet. Mm -hmm. So I went over there in my daily, and it was a whole tuner scene. And mm -hmm. a lot of people talked. I mean, there was street racing that goes on. Don't get me wrong. For those of you that are part of that scene that have listened, like that, that are listening, you guys know there is racing that goes on. But a lot of it that I found was a lot of people just kind of talking shit about other people and then. They were like, yeah, we're gonna go race, but then That's nothing. The but then nothing would happen. <laughs> but then nothing would happen. Nobody would line up, and part of that was because all the cops out in Villa Park Lombard would line up on North Avenue, and that's one place They'd you do not want to race. Like it's like three or four lanes wide, and it, it's part of it. Most of it's concrete, if not asphalt. So the, I mean, so Houston, when I would, <clears throat> and my mom doesn't listen to this, so. You'll never hear this. But uh, in Houston, the, the, the street racing scene would be in the back of these big business parks. Uh huh. And then the cops got kind of wise and busted it a couple times. And then it went to tollways. Yep. Because you would have a, a gas station and a tollway, and everybody would pack in the gas station. Mm -hmm. And then you, got, and you get, would have a light right there, and then you could run down the tollway, you and know. Race back race by it get off the tollway come back around yep. no problems that's what it you is know? here that's what it is here now um i work for a garage door business so i'm constantly in industrial parks i'm working in sometimes it's like food f food facilities sometimes it's like guys speed shops mm -hmm. and they got cars like 10 times more wicked than this you know like serious no prep cars and you're driving around in an industrial park and then all of a sudden you see the spot mm -hmm. and you know the spot when you see it Nothing but just pimp juice on the ground and tire marks. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. And you're like, oh, like, hey, I'm going to have to drop a pin and, mm -hmm. like, come back here, you know, on a Saturday night, see Let's if see there's what's going some on. racing Friday night. But uh, there, there's a lot of industrial parks out this way in the, in the suburbs, so that is that is also a big thing. But a big thing that's going on out now, I used to live right off the highway, and I'm talking a stone's throw within two miles from the highway, and we'd be outside having a bonfire all night. And you'd hear guys just everybody banging gears, Ripping. whether it was uh, street bikes, muscle cars. You know, you could be like, "Oh, that's Mustang." You know, like oh, they yeah, got that, you know. they got that tone. You know, or, and so on and so forth. And there's guys out there now ripping serious, serious horsepower and like yeah, it's getting a little out of hand right now. It's I getting mean, a little like, rowdy. Watching those uh, those guys on Discovery Channel and everything, like. You're getting, I mean, that's some serious race cars you're trying to put down a, you know, asphalt or concrete mm -hmm. road. And, I mean, look, I don't condone street racing, but a little no. a little fun from street light to street light, and maybe you get up to 60, 65. All right, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But these dudes are, you know, putting down 100 mile, 100 mile an hour plus eight miles. I mean, that's a serious car. 
Oh you know? yeah. Oh yeah. I've I we've all seen the footage, you know, and I've seen it like local footage. Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Hey, I know where that's at." And guys are ripping like somebody in the passenger seat passenger seat pans over and it's reading 187, 190, you know, 200 right. plus and it's like, "Holy cow." Yep. You know, like that that's that's some serious <laughs> some serious roll racing. And, and then they uh, tag it as a Mex they're racing in Mexico. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's the only <laughs> place to go race. Everybody races in Mexico now, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I got the decal on the back says real men race from a dig. That's right. Yes. Uh, we ain't we ain't doing none of this no, roll racing. No, we're not doing rolling 60 mile an hour no. hits. Oh yeah, I'd be like tapped out at 60 mile an right. hour, you know, <laughs> with this setup. But uh yeah, so like the car scene really has changed out this way, but there is a lot of local cruise nights and car shows and it's awesome opportunities for communities to get together and I'm all about that. Like I love that when we would go to downtown uh lombard or downers grove or uh downtown wheaton cruise nights mm -hmm. uh they shut off all the blocks you know in the streets more like much like they'll probably do in a lot of your communities for the listeners and people get together and it was good for people to go and interact with everybody in the community yeah you know well the good part is is most of those are hooked up to local restaurants mm -hmm. or coffee shops like i said my the guy i promote on my podcast a lot he does so much for our, our community there outside of Pittsburgh, and he's got a coffee shop, and everybody shows up, and everybody buys coffee, and it's so good for that little business, business. park that he has right there um, that, you know, guys just want to hang out and everything, and luckily, this is the first year, luckily we haven't got, had too many guys who have, like, burning out and crashing or anything yeah. like that. Everybody keeps it pretty low-key, you know, and yeah. you, you hope it stays like that, but... Well, Not to knock on the import guys, yeah. but some of them show up and, you know, get a little rowdy. And Mustang guys can control your cars. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Or, or crowd control. Yes, yeah, exactly. By, via Mustang. Exactly. Yeah. So, sorry, Mustang owners. I'm a Chevy boy at heart. But uh, If I so, buy a GT350, I'm going against everything I've ever preached. Yeah. And I want to buy one so bad. Because they're such nice cars. Oh, but don't then get I'm me wrong. just gonna get bashed for having a Mustang. The new, you know? the new gen that's out mm -hmm. for Mustang, Camaro, even uh, the Challengers that are coming out. Oh. By far, Mustangs are the the baddest looking, aggressive looking cars. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll admit it. Like I said, being a Chevy boy, but uh, they got the best, the best deal. My buddy has a, a a new ZL1, and I I really like it, but I just can't see out of the car. It's the just, blind spots are horrible. It, the blind spots are really bad, but I love the way it looks, and uh, I mm -hmm. don't know. It, it's something I'm this summer I'm buying and something new, so I'm I'm trying to figure out what it yeah. is. So, but you said you had a lot of you know. Uh, it's similar to Pittsburgh, right? I mean, yeah, similar to Pittsburgh, you know, and I think that's all across the country. COVID really did put a damper on the car show scene this year. I didn't see a lot going on, but what I did see is that underground tuner life really like going pop this year. Mm -hmm. I'm cruising back down on the highway after work, and I'm seeing an industrial park right off of the highway, plain as day, people ripping donuts and 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 smoke everywhere mm -hmm. and lights. You know, they got LED lights with a rainbow display going on <laughs> screaming for attention as i'm going down the highway and i'm like if i was a state trooper like i could clearly tell what's going on over there right. but like i get it like they didn't have really a, a big car scene this year mm -hmm. you know so maybe they're blowing off steam or whatever have you but um yeah so it's pretty similar car culture yep. scene and but one of the first shows that we debuted this car at wasn't even a local show it was out of state okay and we went to uh good guys indie at Indianapolis, that's a big show on their Indianapolis 500 track, 
And that's a gorgeous facility, by the way. Oh, I stopped there two years ago. Cause, again, I run around in this area, and I and my dad had been there before, and he's like, Jason, you gotta go, you gotta go. So he kept telling me. So finally, I had a little extra time. I had gotten done with a meeting early, and I was headed back, and I was way ahead of time. So I was like, okay, I'm stopping here. That place is awesome. I gotta, I gotta go see a race there. They, I mean, what did they, what did they have? Like 1,500 cars, 2,000 cars there in total. Easy. Really. It was huge, and it's all in the infield mm -hmm. and in Gasoline Alley. That place and is huge. We would get up early and be, like, one of the first people there. Because uh -huh. then the big thing is when you go to a car show like that is you want to get a good spot. Correct. This is the first debut of this car. I'm getting a corner spot. Mm -hmm. Everybody walks a corner. When you got 16 cars all in, like, one section of parking, nobody sees it. But when you park horizontal on a corner, mm -hmm. you're getting that attention. Oh, and yeah. I went as a young gun, and I got the plaque right here. I hung on to it, and it's uh, Drivers and Builders, 25 years and younger. And it was when I first debuted the car at Indy. And uh, we took the car out, didn't have a hood. And I remember during the day, you could go get in your car and go cruise around. Like, that's the cool the track, thing. Of, you could go around the track? or The last day, you could go around the track. Uh -huh. But, like, you could cruise around in the infield. The infield. Okay. And we're cruising around in the car, me and my best friend. Shout out to Kyle. And no hood on the car, big block. And at the time, I had Just 502 valve covers American on it. So everybody muscle. thought it was a 502. <laughs> it's a 454. And uh, I'm cruising around, loud exhaust, and, like, just see if people in front of the car. And we just cut and buffed this car. Like, paint mm -hmm. was perfect. And you just, people are in the way. You just blip the throttle, and everybody's like, whoa. You know, yep. you get the... I got a footage of a little kid, you know, jumping. <laughs> my dad's laughing. I'm cruising by, and my dad was videotaping, and cruising by, and I blipped the throttle, and there's this little kid walking with his family. You see him, like, jump? <laughs> it's quite funny. I'll we, show you the video. We had the same thing. We went down to Galveston. This was when I was still living in Houston, and my buddy, who wrecked that 72 Chevelle, he had open headers with a big block on it. Oh, no. And we better. were, you know, you're going down the seawall, and there's, like, you know, families walking down and stuff. <laughs> And there was like an opening and there was like a bunch of kids and he went by there and absolutely tattooed the throttle. These kids started crying because I was back, I was back like four or five cars. They started crying because they were like, they were so scared of the car. Mm -hmm. you this know? car's made kids cry too. <laughs> we had at our old shop, one of my dad's best friends from high school came over one day. We just got the car, the motor in the car, open headers. Uh -huh. We're in a shop like this, but it's long and, and relatively mm -hmm. narrow, but a shop like this cars in the back and brad goes you know my dad's buddy brad goes hey fire it up and he's got his two little boys they couldn't have been but seven and ten fire the car up and they ran out of the shop screaming and crying like they they, they didn't know what to expect and like that's the coolest feeling ever open so, headers with the big block like can't go wrong so here's the scary part so jen's daughter is uh, she just turned seven last week so you know what when I first started dating her three years ago, you know, we kind of you know introduced her to cars and everything. And so when she first moved in, she came walking into the garage and she's like, "I love the smell of gasoline." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, like we have a problem." I was like, "You you want to get in the Nova and and ride around?" She's like, "Yeah, I'd love to," you know. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was gonna crank that thing on, and I thought for sure she was gonna start crying or something. At the time, she was uh, five years old, right? I crank this thing on. She's in that passenger seat. Woo! Woo! I'm like, oh, man, we are going to have yeah. issues with this girl later oh. on in life because 
that I mean, my open header car does not scare her one bit. I mean, yeah. speed. You know, I've taken her out in some of my little sports cars. She's just, I mean, loving every second of them. Like, we are going to have big issues with but you. She's going to turn into us. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to want to take my Nova or my Chevelle out or something. Yeah. I'm going to be like, no way, man. I know how you are. Put her to the wood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've, I'll be rebuilding one of those two, I'm sure, when she's, you know, of age to drive. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, she got bit by the bug. Mm -hmm. I got bit by the bug by my dad. Mm -hmm. Introduced me to cars. He had a, what year was the white TA? Seventy-four Ooh, yeah. or five TA, nice four fifty-five motor. Oh yeah, is With that the, the HD or HO? HO, HO, right? High yeah, output, yeah. High four fifty-five. Mm. Yeah, a super. But it was That's a stick was car, wasn't it? No, no, it was automatic. But it had a ratchet shifter in it. Yeah. Had a ratchet oh, shifter. Oh yeah, man. And and that car, you know, it was posy and mm -hmm. it had it had power. You know, it had mm -hmm. balls. And I remember as a little kid, maybe five years old, six years old, and he'd take me out in the car burn rubber you know and like i thought it was the coolest thing like <laughs> what five-year-old knows what burn rubber means you know but like what As when a you man, get you're like the testosterone yeah <laughs> you get bit by that bug and especially when you're young like it's it's gonna stick with you oh, and i remember man. grinning ear to ear and like i mean even when i take this car out i grin ear to ear you know Absolutely. and i was i'm I've put some miles on this car. I don't drive as much as I'd yeah, like I was about to say how, how many how many miles do you think you put on this uh, since, you, since you built it you know I didn't have the Speedo hooked up mm -hmm. until this year. Okay. Um, and so I couldn't tell you on how many miles, but it'd be local shows there and back. Uh, I, but you drive it. That's but the I, I've part. driven it, you know, and I wish I drove it more. Mm -hmm. Main thing is it runs hot. It's a big block, board over with a four-speed and a 411 gear, so it's always up in the R's. And it gets hot in, in the summer here. Yeah, Illinois, <laughs> Illinois gets warm. Mm -hmm. Illinois gets warm for sure, and... Come to find out, I just realized that this year is that it being an original inline six car, they came with the smallest size core support. And I put the biggest motor out of the options inside the car. So I have the smallest core support opening with the biggest motor. Yes. You're, so mine, is, I think the guy who had it before me, he swapped over the core support because mine is, I mean, probably 25% larger. And mine, yeah. it has trouble getting over 180. Yeah, and yeah. that's and oh, it tr in the summertime with me five, running it, you know. Five minutes, this car is over one one eighty. Really? Oh yeah, it runs hot quick, and I got an electric fan on it, and I had a mechanical style fan. It was actually a flex fan, which a lot of people probably probably hate on, but they. No, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I think only run mechanical cool. fans in my cars. I think they're that's cool. It. I think they're cool. Um, and I got a factory style water pump, long neck water pump, and the problem with the long neck neck is that it puts. The pulley's so close to the radiator, mm -hmm. it's hard to fit a fan with a shroud with like electric fan as like if it was a puller. So some of that might get uh, redone here, but the plan this winter uh, is to go and get a larger radiator in this car with dual fans to help cool this big block. And uh, I'm gonna go with the dual pass through. Mm -hmm. Shout out to I believe his name is Doug over at Motion Raceworks. He has an awesome video on YouTube talking about cooling a high performance motor via a dual pass-through radiator and he okay. explains it where it's got like a bar in the radiator that allows the coolant to pass through it twice before it actually goes back goes into back the motor so uh that's going to be the next setup on this car but yeah so miles wise i'd say the
car probably gets like maybe 500 miles a year. You know, it doesn't do like a lot. I don't do a lot of cruising in it because of that. But uh, when I was home and the car was home, there was a couple summers that we had the car at the house versus being at the Batcave. And I was able to go and take it out Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday go nights, mm -hmm. go and take somebody out on a date in the car. Like it was, it was fun, you know, a lot of. A lot of times being out on a date and the car overheats and you're like, hey, we got to park the car for an hour and let it cool down. Hey, another reason why you probably don't take it to Chicago is because you never know when you're going to break down and where you're going to break down. Yeah. Right? I mean, that is, I always plan my trip. Every time I take out one of my old cars, I plan the trip around, hey, can I get this thing in and out, you know, quick enough? You know, I'll never take it to a place where we're going to valet because I know they're not going to want to touch the car. Yep. You know, um, I've had a, a crappy work van break down in a rough area in Chicago before and wait four hours for a tow. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine being in a nice car in a crappy area. Oh, for you, four you, hours. you'd be stressed out for hours. Yeah. Hours I'd, on end. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nerve wracking for sure. 100%. So, uh, so what about the suspension? So that's yeah. kind of, kind of the last piece we haven't really touched on. So yeah, it really is. Uh, so up front. We went with a two-inch drop spindle kit with uh, converting it over to a dual diaphragm style uh, brake booster with uh, disc brakes up front. Uh, we, we kept the factory control arms on the car just because price, you know, it's a father-son build. Right. I'm working with a budget as much as my dad. And um, so we stuck it with the factory style control arms, but all new bushings. Uh, all new ball joints, upper and lower. Do um, you get any kind of bump steer with this, especially with the... Uh, uh, when I didn't have a sway steer? bar on the car, mm -hmm. and now that I got power steering on the car, it's driving it years without power steering, without a front and a rear sway bar mm -hmm. on the car. Once, and I did front and rear sway bars and power steering in the same year, it's a whole different ball game. A whole different ball game. I feel like I'm driving my Lexus out front, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a lot more so, power. So mine didn't have a rear uh, sway bar on it when I first got it. And the problem was, is every time I turned a corner, because my tires and rims are so big, it was rubbing. It was turning mm -hmm. on them. As soon as I put that sway bar on, yep. that thing turned into a brand new brand new car. No yep. no scraping, no nothing. You know? Yeah, that's this car. That that was this car. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see, I keep a, a parts supply. That, mm -hmm. that sway bar there was the old front. And that's like, oh, yeah. it's that's like nothing. three inch yeah, or three eighths or three eighths diameter. Like it's tiny, you know, yeah. uh, it, there's a, there was a guy on Facebook, actually, he, he had put some big tires and he's like, I keep rubbing, I keep rubbing. And like, I was reading everybody's stuff on there. Well, maybe you need to do this and that. Maybe you need to take the rear end apart. I'm like, bro, just put a sway bar on it. Yeah. I'm t I, cause I looked, cause he had a picture of it underneath and he had zero sway bar. I'm mm -hmm. like, guy, you're just rolling over on yourself at this yep. point. You know, I said, simply put one on there. It takes all of about an hour to install one. Yeah, you know? we we surf between my dad and I. We surf Craigslist and eBay a lot for parts, and my dad more than me, but often. And we came across a factory stamped inch and a quarter or inch and an eighth front sway bar from a Camaro. Oh, really? Where the ends weren't two pieces and mm -hmm. then like welded or stamped together. It was all one piece and then like hammer forged flat for the sway bar tab. Oh, wow. So that's original. The front sway bar on this car is an original original GM. original GM piece. I can show you here. You can see it down there underneath the fuel fuel pump oh, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's that beefy. beefy. Woo. Yeah, that's like what uh, like a Hotchkiss kit would put mm -hmm. on like a stage two or a three kit now. 
Um, so, and that's a factory one, and it's a lot stronger being that that forged stamped end on it. Mm -hmm. So we came across that, and the guy wanted, you know, a couple hundred bucks or a 150 bucks for it and well worth it we were we yeah and i had it laying on the ground for the longest time and in order to install that i just installed that this year like i said i had to go and unbolt the spindle and put a jack underneath the lower control arm and drop the control arm in order to swing it under there to get it yeah and if anybody's ever gone and put springs on the front end of a car, you you know the 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 clamp and how sketchy that is. Yes. It was quite sketchy doing the lower control arm with the floor jack, but was able to get it done. And we got small block Chevy front springs in this car with a big block. Mm -hmm. So it lets that nose go and sit a lot, yeah, lower, a lot lower than just the two-inch drop, which this car's got a really good rake. Everybody it says does. the stance oh. on this car is... Stance on this is spot on it's choice man it is perfect I, I mean mine tuck underneath like yours do i know a lot of guys like to jack up that rear end you know and kind of have that tire hanging out but mm -hmm. i like that tuck look like y'all y'all have right here i mean it is yeah thank it, you it, it's absolutely absolutely beautiful thank you so other than the radiator cooling issue any more upgrades for this car here coming up or? uh she does she does sweat a little bit of horsepower okay the rear main seals leaking just a touch yep so uh, in order to do that, on this car being so low and snaking that oil pan out of the cross member, the motor's got to get pulled. Mm -hmm. So we, I was planning on it. Uh, I'm actually going to be moving here in a little bit, yep. and uh, yeah, I wanted to get, get to it that, done. Yeah, here a little bit later. And I, wanted, I wanted to get that done beforehand. Time's ticking away, and it's mm -hmm. coming up a lot faster than I thought. So we'll see what I can do. But the main thing is, is I want to get this car cool mm -hmm. before I leave. Um, but the rear end of the car, it's got Hotchkiss uh, 1.5 inch drop uh, leaf springs on the car. With I said I stated earlier, it's got 70 1970 Nova uh, lower shock brackets on it to relocate the shocks more inboard. Uh, I got competition engineering drag shocks on the car now, uh, and that's a whole whole world of difference with mm -hmm. those adjustable shocks oh, yeah, on the car. Oh yeah, they're infinitely adjustable. It's yeah. so nice. It, they're they're really really sweet setup. And uh, Hotchkiss uh, rear sway bar, uh, I, I can't say enough about their suspension products. It, they're, they're awesome. I really, and, and not to knock Hotchkiss, but I was a big fan. I got to ride in a Detroit Speed car at the Good Guys event. I wanted Detroit Speed, everything on this car. But being a young gun Pricey. and not having the budget for that, yeah. you know. Uh, so how did you eliminate the axle wrap on this? Do you get a lot of axle wrap on it where it uh, wants to pull itself up? Or you know, you I, just don't, or? I just don't have a really big tire on the back end of the car, so it just goes and lights it up. Um, no, you. I've had, when I took it out, first time to good guys, and I'll show you, Jason, before mm -hmm. we're all done here, I'll show you a clip of standing on the car with the slicks on the back. Mm -hmm. It wheel hopped like crazy, and yep. I wanted to kind of axle wrap. Um but with those new leaf springs, it really helped out a lot. Really? Going from mono to a multi-pack leaf mm -hmm. and the car being dropped, I think having a lower center of gravity and having the pinion angle right, um, I haven't had a lot of big issues with it. I mean, when the tires are warm and it really wants to bite, it'll go ahead and wheel hop and want to yeah. axle wrap. The next best thing is to toss a set of cow tracks on it. You so know. I have a set of cow tracks I haven't installed on mine because right now, <clears throat> if I stand on it because my footprint's so wide and I have some really sticky uh, tires on the back, it wants to pull that transmission stick up out of my hand almost. Whoa. 
I mean, it like you you hammer it and it pulls it up, and I mean that car bounces like nothing else. So I I got the Caltrax, and what made me feel even better is so the the uh, episode prior to this, mm-hmm. the guys who raced the Tacoma trucks, that's all they use is the Caltrax system. So I was like, if it's yeah. good enough for uh, seven eight second runs, uh, I think it'll be good enough for my yeah. my little my little small blocks. So. My one of my good buddies on Instagram, Aaron uh, Super Brova. Is his Super name. Brova. Super Brova, Aaron. I might, I might have to follow him just because oh, he has yeah. a great name. <laughs> yeah, Aaron down in Florida. He's big Caltrack guy. Really? Big. And I'm pretty sure he's a dealer. His speed shop he works for is a okay. dealer. And shout out to him and anybody that wants speed parts out of Florida. I mean, they'll ship. And he's helped me out with so many different things, reaching out to him. And he's got uh, what would be a fourth gen, right? It's the buy style after this. Okay, yeah, uh, so, so like got, 73 to 74. Five yeah, and like he yeah. held he held a record for that car in the eighth mile down there. Like really? he's got Oof. his stuff together, and it's a nitrous small block car. And uh, well, it's that's a, why I bought the Caltrax because I saw all the guys that were running them on the strip, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, that's good. Plus, they look good. Oh yeah, compared to the big ladder, the old school ladder bars. Nothing wrong with the ladder bars, right? Or, I mean, or that, that's, that's, bars. Your, that's your deal. But those bars, things hang yeah. down. And my buddy uh, DP, he has a small block Nova as well that smokes everybody in our crew down there in houston and he has big ladder bars on the back and i showed him the caltrack system he's like oh man that looks so much better it's like a, <laughs> it's like a four link it's like a four yeah, link and absolutely i don't know they have them for i believe correct me if i'm wrong you might know a little bit more owning them but they're originally designed for monoleaf cars yes and yep. they have a kit for uh, multi-leaf systems and then even lowered multi-leaf systems right they have low profile kits so that's what mine is mine's a low profile because i'm i'm sitting so low at this yeah. point right now yeah so. especially on those nice wheels like yeah yeah and i think that, i mean to tell you the truth the next iteration of mine is probably going to be a little bit higher and i'm probably gonna throw some old school center lines on it or something like that yeah i like old school wheels you know i mean yeah. the car came with those big wheels so i kept them on there and they mm-hmm. look cool and the car sits real cool and it looks cool, but I mean, I like the old school wheels. That's just, you know, personal taste of mine. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. but no, I mean, this thing is, uh, this thing's awesome. So what would you say if you had to throw a ballpark out there of how much you think you spent on this car? Cause that's a big portion of this podcast is guys building budget. these things on a budget in their own garage. So what do you think you got in this car? If somebody wanted to be like, Hey, uh, what would I budget for a build like this? Build like this. I mean, we, we came across a lot of sweet deals, uh, like that motor and trans setup. Mm-hmm. Buying a big block, carb to pan, water pump to tail shaft of a trans. I mean, we picked that up, scooped that up for $2,500. Bucks. Like, that was a deal. That's that a was a smoking deal. Uh, but I think they're out there, especially with the LS yeah. guys now. All they want is LSs. I think the mm-hmm. old school big blocks and small blocks are now going for kind of at the bottom right yeah now, and know? i i think when i go to show up at a show side change and i show up at a show pop the hood and somebody sees a big block under their hood instead of an ls yes it's really cool especially it hits you know it pays homage to a lot of the old school guys and they really like that but if i had a, if i had a guess i mean we saved a lot of money doing it ourselves i mean yeah i mean and that is we what, had a what i this is why i started the podcast right because i wanted guys who are building stuff in their garage uh, by themselves, uh, I wanted to highlight them because I, th- I think, as especially car guys, we watch TV. Mm-hmm. You see these hundred thousand dollar builds, and there's twenty guys working on them, and they're all extremely good at what they do. 
at these nice shops and no knock on any of those shops. I think they do a great job, but that's not the regular guy building it in his garage. Uh, you no, know, it's I'm, not. I'm not going to afford a, uh, you know, six liter with uh, 700 horsepower and just be like, yeah, I'm going to pop that into my car right now, you know, and wire it and everybody's going to be good in two weeks, you know. I think the big thing too, when it comes to a build is sticking with an idea from the get-go what do you want the car to be like? And I remember my dad asking me that, what kind of build do you want? Do you want it to be a old school muscle machine, you know, where you got the small block with the tunnel ram and mm -hmm. the dual quad sticking through the hood? Do you want a pro tour starting to get kind of hot? Do yep. you want to go that route? Well, you look at the pro tour route and that was a lot more money than something else. So we, we stuck with that muscle machine look mm -hmm. and we, and we stuck with that. So we didn't have to go and reinvent the wheel halfway through and rechange things. So that saves a lot of time and money. But, and like I said, we painted the car ourselves. We had a buddy, uh, we asked, Hey, can we rent out your booth? Mm -hmm. and he was like well you might as well have me just go and paint the car and do the body work then and i'll charge you 10 grand right and we were like well no, no. we're not paying 10 grand <laughs> so we said that's more than what we have in this car right yeah now. <laughs> so we said no we said no and no thank you mm -hmm. and we turned around and did the car ourselves and we saved a lot of money i mean the paint was not cheap you know but it also depends on what color you're going to go with the car. You know, right. if you want a nice black paint job, you're going to pay a lot of money for it, yeah. you know. But I, I would guess somewhere in the mid-25s to 30 range is what we got into That's this build. But, but fantastic mind, price. That's but, about what I have in mind. But yep. mind you, thank you, but yeah. <laughs> uh, mind you, we, we built this car over seven years mm -hmm. to get to this point. So and it, again... This is why I want to highlight this because you watch those shows and it's like, hey, we built this car in three weeks. It's like, is it really sorted out or are we just doing this for television at this point? Yeah. And again, you got 20 guys working on it with not regular jobs. That's their regular job. Yeah. You know, guys like me, yourself, you know, you work on garages all day. You have a landscaping company. I work in oil and gas. I don't have time to sit down and research every little thing over three weeks and build a SEMA car. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and two, like those guys on those shows, they have those cars already pre-planned. I've Correct. watched it. They already have it pre-planned. They said, this is the build. This is the car. Mm -hmm. These are the parts. And they'll order parts six months in advance to when they even have the car. Correct. So they have every single part in the shop. Ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> it's not like, well, you know, we're waiting on the guy at the headliner upholstery shop to open up because he's got six other cars he's doing yep. this winter. They got one designated shop that does all their upholstery, and they feed that guy enough business where he's like, yeah, I'll just keep doing their cars, yep. you know? So Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's similar. So my Chevelle, I mean, perfect example. So I ordered a uh, the um, the heat shield for the cowl mm -hmm. on the backside. Well, I ordered a non-AC, and I have an AC car. So I just send it back to Summit. So there's a week right there that's gone because I got to send it back to them. And then I got to get the, the new one back. So, and you know, I'm building on the weekends. So there's a week, mm -hmm. two weeks right there that I'm not going to get back because I ordered the wrong part. Yep. These guys, they got, you know, vendors who are, they're supporting on their shows and everything that are, mm -hmm. that are doing all this. But that, that's why I wanted to do this because I don't want, I don't want the younger generation to get frustrated over, over building a car because they don't have a, SEMA build car in like a month, you know? Yep. I mean, this thing, this takes years and it, it is research and the internet has made it so much easier. Yep. Um, 
but still it's not something that you're just going to buy a Nova overnight and it's going to be a car like yours on Instagram, right? A lot of people know your car on Instagram. It's a really nice car. <laughs> I get, But it's a seven-year build. Yeah, you know? I get people message me and they're like, man, Nate, I wish I want my Nova to look like that one day. I have people message me, seriously, and I'm not showboating, like all right. the time. Yeah. And I turn around and I tell them, like, listen, like, they're like, oh, it's going to just take so long and so much money. And I turn around and I tell them, like, this car, with the help of my father, this car, and we split everything 50-50, with this car, it took seven years. Mm -hmm. It took a long period of time. And that took not even just, like, time and, like, I mean, a dying, I think a dying breed is the breed that goes to the swap meets and stuff like yes. that. Absolutely. That's where I found a lot of stuff, like this Mallory Unilite distributor on here. Yep. Sure, I could go buy it on Summit. But I paid less than half of that for that. Right. And I took it when I went to Good Guys. I brought it with me, brought it up to the Mallory booth, said, hey, go ahead and test it for right. me. They test it, and they're like, oh, it needs a new you know, control module mm -hmm. in it. All right, cool. How much is it? 70 bucks. I'm still in the money on that. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think that's uh, the new age, right? I mean, it's instant gratification. It's not, uh, hey, I'm going to sit here and build this and actually physically know how it works. I just know that some guy told me it works, so I'm going to throw it in the car and pray pray that you know it works I mean? and yeah. if it doesn't you know um why doesn't it well you yeah. don't know why because you know you didn't really well really and that and to touch on that one of the biggest things and i tell this to everybody about this car and this build is the one thing i learned from building this car is patience mm -hmm. and i learned that from my father and i'm not just saying that because he's here i'm saying that seriously i learned patience mm -hmm. that this stuff doesn't just happen overnight. Everybody nowadays, like you were saying, Jason, is instant gratification. That's why we go and post something on Instagram. Instant gratification. Look at all these likes, all these comments, and so on and so forth. I made my Instagram account for this car, and that was it. And I still post some of my other stuff going on in my life, but that's not for necessarily instant gratification. That's because I like showing this car off, and I don't always get to go and drive it and take it out, but I, at least on Instagram, I can go and show it off. And I've met a lot of awesome people along the way on Instagram. And we bounce ideas off of each other. You know, us Nova guys, we got to stick together. Yes, have uh, to. <laughs> Dominic, Dominic, shout out to Shameless Plug. Uh, Dominic over at Nova Bros, awesome guy. Yes. I used to be an admin for his page mm -hmm. for a little bit back in the day. Like, knows a lot. And if you have questions, you can reach out to him and he'll even post the question and the Nova community will get together. So we're all trying to that, stick together. That was a great message board when I was building my 68. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, I got so many great <clears throat> answers and everything. And then, you know, you find out and then you repost it and you say, Hey man, this is, you know, how I did this and how I did that. You yeah. Know? And I, uh, this is with the wheel specs. People yeah. ask me all the time <laughs> and they reach out to me. And I have, I really like, I don't really have a problem, you know, unless it's like, I just told somebody five minutes ago, sure. but I have no problem. Hey, these are the brackets I, I got. I got these from this guy that was over yep. here, you know, and like, and so on. Like, like I said, us Nova guys, we got to stick together. Yep. So, so tell everybody what your next uh, venture is now, because it's uh, yeah. pretty interesting. I'm, I'm glad I caught you while you were still in here? Chicago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where I was. Because you posted that deal, you're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah. But I saw it, and I was like, oh, man, he's going to be leaving. I'm like, i got to get up there, and next time I go out there, i, I got to talk to him. So Yeah, so uh, where do I start? So I was kind of hesitant to even post it online. Mm 
because mm-hmm. of the job profession and right. and the you're gonna current, be a stripper yeah no <laughs> the, hey and a damn good looking one too um given the current climate and where people go and view a lot of things politically uh prior to all this back in L, uh, middle school even i had the notion the idea that i wanted to go into a career in law enforcement and something in law enforcement and i ended up going through high school same idea went to western illinois university that's where i met my lovely girlfriend carly at western and i continued on like wanting to press for a law enforcement career testing at a couple different places uh and i applied for a federal law enforcement job which i'll get to in a second and the, the hiring process for it took a year and a half, and I ended up getting the getting the job. I just got it uh, announced, you know, probably in the past three months, I was told that I got the gig. And at that point, I said, all right, you know, they gave me 24 hours to decide where I was going, and I had to pick. So uh, the federal law enforcement agency I got hired with was is with Customs and Border Protection. So... Uh, for those of you that are out uh, on the northern border in Montana, I'm coming your way. Uh, just oh, the Canadians are gonna love you. Yeah, you know what? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take all that maple syrup. I'll tell you what. Um, we love You're gonna it. be we, smuggling maple syrup in we, your Nova. <laughs> we we love it here in Illinois or uh, in the United States, but uh, yeah. So I got a I just got landed this job, and it was a long time running. Uh, like I said, the the application process was a year and a half, and uh, I had everybody in my close circle everybody was backing me and rooting for me to get this job and i was praying and like to go and get this job because if i didn't land it i don't know what else i would have done because this has been a passion of mine and i uh i just want to i want to serve my community and not only my community but my country i'm a proud american proud patriot and i i love the united states and there's a lot of stuff that is wrong right now and I'm the first to admit it. You know, when I sure. when I see BS, I'm gonna call BS. Right. And there's a lot that's wrong right now, but what you don't see is a lot of the good that goes on. You know, when everybody's sleeping at night, people don't know about Correct. the good. So I want to be part of that good. And uh, that's awesome, man. Moving forward, I'm gonna be going out to Montana and bringing the car out that way and bringing all my other. So toys. you are gonna you are gonna bring the Nova. Yeah. Dad, you're okay with the Nova going there? Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Eventually. He wants some more seat time in it. Yeah, sure he does. Sure he does. That and I haven't been... There's a short time period you can drive this in uh, up there in Montana. Yeah. I can tell you that yeah. the, the car season is significantly shorter than Yeah, it here, is I'm shorter. Sure. It is shorter. <laughs> but uh, here in Illinois, the summers are brutally hot. And I was talking to Jason earlier over text message. Actually, phone call. We had a phone right. call yep. prior to this. And we were talking about the car scene, and I said, you know, the car scene up here, it kind of does suck that it's only during the summer when you got a lot of really nice radical rides. <laughs> they don't get out during the, the heat where the spring, the shows aren't really happening, and late mm-hmm. into the fall, the shows aren't happening. You'll see the cars cruising around, right? but there ain't no shows. There's nobody getting together. So um, it's a little tough. But, yeah, up there, I'm a big bike guy, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. We, uh, we took a look at his bikes that are at his house before this. Uh, a, a spectacular cafe racer that you've been building and yeah. i love cafe racers that's like that's my jam i'm gonna get to the point i mean i'm 37 so i'm gonna get to the point where i'm over 40 and i'm gonna want to go get on a harley and then you showed <laughs> me this really nice harley that was right next to it <laughs> yeah that, and i was like oh that's that's it right there i haven't i haven't named the cafe 
but the Harley is uh, Juniper. Got the bike back in June, so I thought Juniper was about right. Perfect. And uh, I also like gin, and <laughs> uh, Juniper berries are what they yes. make gin out of. So Shout out to Bombay Sapphire. Bombay That's what Sapphire. What I drink when I want to be fancy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you have Bombay Sapphire. Yes. Um, but, so the cafe, it's been through, you saw it, mm -hmm. uh, and it's not painted yet. I do have a seat pan made for it. I got to send it out to my guy, Dave Martinez, the guy that did the upholstery in my dad's car here um, originally and built that car. I'm going to send the seat pan out to him, have him make me a, a, a custom seat for it. He's a phenomenal upholstery guy. Um, shameless plug, shout out for him. But, yeah, uh, no, hey, man. I, look, uh, hey, that, this car, this 30 over here is, I can't keep my eyes off of it. It's, it's very it's nice. It's gorgeous. But, it's uh, very nice. So that cafe, though, I uh, it was been through multiple renditions, and it's, it was really ratty in the beginning. And uh, when we got this shop, it was the actually the first thing with a motor to come in here. <laughs> it was these floors were just redone, and it was the only thing in this shop. And I'd come up here, kick the heat on, blast the music. We had a stereo, and I just get to go to town on that bike. And that was at a time when I came back from college, and I hadn't reunited with any of my friends. My girlfriend was still down at college. I didn't have, besides work, I didn't have anything really to, like, do. to do or going right. for me. So uh, I would come up here. you get your best work done. Yeah. As you can attest to, once you get married and have kids, in, in, your, this, in, your, uh, in your silence. This kind of gets pushed to the back. <laughs> yeah. When, when, you, when you can work in silence and let your, your work show in silence, mm -hmm. I, I'm a big fan of that. Like mm -hmm. I love nothing more than don't tell anybody what you're doing. And then just Drop show up them. and show out. Yes. And that's what I did with the cafe. But I did what I was posting it along the line. But like after a certain period of time, I stopped showing anything. And then I right. just showed up with it. And a lot of hard work put into that. And that that also got me through like a tough time. Mm -hmm. You know, when you come back and you ain't got anything, your girl's far away. And you're not really reconnected, hanging out with friends all the time. And got to clear your mind. You got to clear your mind. I, I, like, I love going down to, you know, my garage um you know luckily this year i put on i have a tv in there now so i can watch you know football mm -hmm. a big big sports fan 1320 i put on some music <laughs> and i mean that's a good release from everything mm -hmm. you know I mean, it's you a really go good outlet it's a good outlet to go do it you know yep. uh you know some people you know enjoy work i enjoy working out you know my you know my fiance she bodybuilds that's her deal yeah she goes and gets away there I love going down the garage and just turning on some music, chilled out music, have a cigar, work on the car. Yep. Get away for a little while. Get away from the phone. Get away from everything. Yep. You know, which is fun. My good buddy on Instagram, Nova Billy, he's got a Nova as well, clearly. And he talks about, for him, he's a retired Marine. And for him to go and escape everything and, and to just have an outlet is mm -hmm. to go work on the car or go work on his woodworking and stuff like that sure. and i've taken that up in my in my spare time as well yeah you have some some interesting stuff that you've rebuilt uh i've seen kind of over the uh kind of over the years i think you had did you have a lift or something that you rebuilt was it a lift oh yeah yeah it was a lift for my motorcycle yeah, the lift for the motorcycle yeah. that's right yeah i picked it up on craigslist for like 40 bucks and it was one of those you know big red uh four-wheel caster lifts for a motorcycle or an atv and i picked it up for like 40 bucks and it was all rusty and everything, and I went ahead, and I had a, a drill and a wire wheel, and I was like, shoot, let's, Get after let's it. deck this thing out. <laughs> so I went, and I, I'm, I'm talking like 
It was like a frame off resto with this lift. Frame, <laughs> and, frame off frame resto. Yeah. And uh, I went ahead and, and wire wheeled it all down. Got some metal in my eye. That's a whole nother story. That that really. We've all had it happen to us. Yeah, we've all <laughs> had that happen, and that was expensive. Like that was the most expensive motorcycle lift I've ever purchased <laughs> in my life, and I'll hang on to it forever. But uh, I went ahead and ground it down, primed it, painted the the hydraulic portion itself the bo main body red and like little accents in mm -hmm. gold and then the body of the lift is uh black with gold metallic speckle in it and it matches the theme of my harley and that's what i bought it for to service it because let's be honest servicing a harley at the dealership is very expensive and yes. if you have some basic tools and some knowledge youtube is awesome it is and it's a great resource right now i knew nothing about servicing a harley and i learned how to do an oil change on a soft tail night train so uh yeah and and just having that and now you're yeah, here. I, I i thoroughly those outlets to do little projects you know they get you by i'm with you i'm with you i i i like building the old stuff back because it was built with quality stuff you know back in the day so without a doubt so i'm sure you get a lot of this if and you told me a great story on the way over and you don't have to repeat it but if oh, yeah. somebody wanted to buy this car off of you what would you say the number would have to be well or is it not for sale at all <laughs> i think everybody's got a price everybody yep. has a price and yep. with that uh and i'll reiterate the story because it's an interesting yeah. story my dad took the car out one night and he went and stopped and parked it at like a mechanic shop to go into like the uh, Tasty Freeze or ice cream shop or whatever across the street. And this older couple came over and entertained the idea of buying the car. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, name a price. And at that <laughs> point, my dad was like spitballed like some radical price yeah, at the don't, time. Don't, don't throw it out there. Yeah, you know? go ahead. <laughs> and, and went and threw it out there. And they're like, oh, you know, they're kind of like hemming and hawing. And they're like, I think they even gave my dad the number and was like, hey, like, you know, because my dad turned around and said, well, I got to talk to my son because we just built this car. Like, we just got the car done. Like, this is the first year it's right. been out. You know, well, I'm going to have to talk to my son about it, you know. <laughs> and my dad had no idea of getting rid of the car, I don't think, you know, seriously. But if somebody entertained the right price, maybe. But even that, like, it would have to be, like, at least twice what I got into yeah, the car. part of your because family now. I mean, it is a part of the family, and it's hard to put a price on that. But, like, really, it would have to be, like, well, if I built one for this price, I'd go and build two for the, for right. whatever would turn around. But, seriously, I, I would never, and I've told my dad this, I would never want to go and get rid of this car. It's in, it's a funny saying I have amongst my friends because we're all into motorcycles and trucks and cars. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and trademark it, and it is uh, – the man who dies, or the woman who <laughs> dies with the most amount of toys in life wins. Oh, so, I love that. Um, or woman. By or the way, woman. we're going to have a woman on here. And uh, thanks to Nate, because uh, uh, I've been following uh, BSX Nova for a while. Oh, yeah. And she has a gorgeous Nova, but she's also building a, a Cutlass right now. A Cuddy. And uh, we got linked up on there, so um, I I'd like to have her on the podcast with the Cutlass. Obviously, we've done the Nova already. Yeah, and uh, we missed I wanna, that car. I want to have her on, uh, you know, with the with the Cutlass on there at some point. So yeah, she she's got an awesome Nova. Yes, and it's a black Nova too. 
and she takes it to the track. She races it, you know, here She's and hardcore, there. man. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's serious about it. She's serious about it, and she gets in there, and she's changing parts, and she's building the car, you know? Uh, and I'm not knocking by no means, but, like, that's so awesome to see yeah. that, like, she's into that. Like, chicks are into it, too, you know? And she's building this Cuddy, this G-Body. Oh, it's amazing. And she uh, right, she left us on Instagram for a little bit of time. Yep. And everybody was really nervous about, like, what happened. And, like, I tried to reach out to several guys on Instagram, like, hey, were you in touch with her? Uh -huh. They're all like, she's doing fine. She's taking a break, which we all got to do we from time to time. Yep. And when she left us, she was like, yeah, I'm going to start mini-tubbing it. Yeah. And we wanted to see the mini-tub yeah. process. And was... now she's back. And and she's and she's posting like crazy. Yeah, which is hopefully awesome. at some point uh, I'm gonna make it over that way and uh, yeah, get to talk to her. So I mean, the good part is that she's over in the same area as uh, another podcast. I was do uh, the Everything Auto podcast, which is just two, three guys, and they're the same as us. They're like rebuilding cars. One's trying to one's trying to get one sold on Craigslist, which is a, a great story because if you ever sold anything on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. It's awful. It's the worst experience ever. So for someone to walk up to you at a tasty freeze and go, yeah, yeah, I'll buy that from you. Yeah. That like never happens anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Whether they were serious or not, but it was, uh, it's, it's definitely something to, that stands out. Yeah, for sure. So after this car is done, I mean, obviously you have plenty of toys in here. I'm looking at his dad right now. He has got a lot of, got a good toys in here. What's next for you? What, what What's yeah. the next build for you yeah. if, if you were going to do something other than this Nova here? So over the years, we, I mean, my dad and I, you know, we're clearly really big into cars, and he's always been collecting cars. Mm -hmm. He picked up a 65 El Camino. Mm. And when I graduated from college with my master's degree, he turned around and said, hey, graduation gift, I'm going to gift you this car. Nice. Now, mind you guys, like everybody's like, oh, it's probably pictures like uh, like another Nova. This car's got no front clip on it. I mean, <laughs> the the potty panels are there, but it's been sandblasted and it's in primer. It's like what would have been like the original stage of the Nova. So it's back at square one. Yes. Uh, this '65 Elko, I believe it's got a 327 in it, automatic car, um, maybe even something smaller than a 327. But uh, the plan is to go and put this motor that's sitting here. Okay. The small block with the, the small tunnel block ram. with the tunnel ram. That's going in that car. Oh, it's going to be And that car is going to get straight axled. And those magnesium torque thrusts that are up there are going on the yes. front. Ooh. So we got an original set. That's a swap meet pick, okay. you know, that I was talking about earlier. Uh, magnesium torque thrusts. They're super lightweight. Those are like 14-inch diameter, though. Yep. So finding some tires might be a little tough. We'll see. Um, I'm sure Coker or somebody makes them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and But my dad's always been collecting parts over the years and even parts for this small block. Like, I was up here the other day and I tossed the tunnel ram on it and the scoop and everything. I said, man, I couldn't find the valve covers. He's like, they're in a box, you know, and yeah. I go up in the crawl space and I find them and I toss them on the motor. We got almost every single part to go put that car together, probably minus some of the trim, you know, okay. that goes around the windows. But Nice. Um, We'll see about even, um, I'm talking about straight axle in the car, Yep. making a nostalgic drag car. Yep, almost a gasser almost. A gasser with yep. a pie crust slick on the back. Mm -hmm. This motor, this 350, I talked to my buddy Aaron down in Florida, Super Brova. He's a big small black guy, runs nitrous, and I'm planning on spraying the house down on this. Yes, I like where this um, is going. This is so good. that motor, uh, Aaron's got 
these small walks down to a science and he's a really big no2 guy so he was like hey i know i'll come help you he's like you got you get the equipment i'll come on up to nice. wherever you're at and we'll put that motor together and hey we'll that'll be a good trip uh you know if you're in montana montana's gorgeous mm-hmm. i mean it's gorgeous so and i'm pretty sure montana doesn't have speed limits in certain portions there's there certain so, portions that there's not that's exactly right so, so you can rip this you know, thing as much as you want we can get it out there uh whether i don't know what trans i'm going to put in the car yet a lot of my people i talk to they're they're like oh put a four speed in and nostalgic you know but part of me power glide two speeds are yeah nice. with, with a with a trick <laughs> yeah snowmobiles ripping by snowmobiles ripping by yeah uh the big thing that i really want though is to go put that thing on the trans brake and let go of that button at four, just four or five straight grand to the air. and and <laughs> you know put the moon tune in it and yep. send, send her to the moon absolutely and i think this motor for sure will go and do it especially with enough spray on it absolutely. so i've never really wanted to put something on the bottle i've always been a supercharger guy or a pro charger you know a blower type of guy turbos are really hot nowadays uh there's quite a bit of tuning that has to go involved with that turbo technology is it's, it's like a snake it'll bite you yeah and i mean nitrous can too but when you got the right people in your corner mm-hmm. that are gonna get you set up then make sure you got the right pill and right and go through about 10 dozen spark plugs you know and, right. and really read them <laughs> and figure it all out figure but all uh out. That's right. yeah so that's the plan the next build will be that 65 elco and what would be really cool what my plan is is what i'd like to do is run the motor on alcohol Oof. and then call it the alcoholic there you go and uh you better and go and get that uh get that instagram name right now yeah and, i uh, better i better uh, coin right. that now the alcoholic <laughs> and uh and and that's the thing people go and hit me up I've had a lot of people that want the Nova Nate tag because oh, I sure. I made this account right when Instagram started, and I know I've had a lot of people like, hey, oh, sell that. me your account. I want that name, you know, and like let I'm me sure get that name. I'm sure you're not the only Nate in the uh, world who has a Nova. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people want that, but yeah, I'll have to I'll have to go and make that account tonight, the alcoholic, yeah, and exactly. go post a photo. But yeah, that'd be cool, and then get the big old graphic on the side of the car, or on the back of the trunk, or the old school, the tailgate yeah. that says alcohol. Gold turned or something. Gold turned, you yep. know, really, really do it up. Yeah, well, this is awesome, man. I, I mean, I'm gonna take a lot of pictures after we're done here and uh, post them up on uh, RadRidesPodcast.com. Obviously, I post a lot of stuff to Instagram and Facebook. I get a lot of my my traffic from Facebook for some reason. It's very strange, but I'm gonna put it up there. Mm-hmm. They can find you at Novanate. At Novanate on Instagram, that's okay. the only social media I'm on. Okay. I stepped away from Facebook, smart. And Snapchat, and never got on Twitter, none of that. So smart. Instagram smart. is it. Uh, the Nova. Any email or anything? Email. People, people uh, like email still. Yeah, no, it's email. If people want to email me, I mean, the best way really is on Instagram because yep. I'll get back to you really quick. Email uh, n.henry, that's my last name, 454 at Yahoo. Uh, you can reach me there as well. Um, but I also have, if you go on my Nova Nate page, I got another page for the Cafe Racer. Uh, that's Cafe Kid, coining my buddy Mike, you know, nice. Nova Kid. Cafe Kid 82. Okay. So that's the Cafe build. So if you guys are into bikes. And the bikes, Cafe build is awesome, yes. If you guys are into bikes, and uh, that bike's going to get painted probably soon here. So it's, it looks get it great. Painted. Yeah. Go follow them. Uh, like I said, I'm going to put it up on the, uh, the web page, going to put it up on Instagram. Uh, this 
probably be up by this weekend. So oh, awesome. I know everybody wants Perfect. to hear it live, but I'm a one-man show, and uh, I can't take pictures and put it up on live and record and edit and put it up on the webpage all at the same time. You'll be so, there. Yes. You'll yes, be there. I'll be there. But this was great, man. This was awesome. Well, it was my this, pleasure to have so, you come on out and, yeah, man. and drink this is, bourbon and smoke cigars. This is awesome. Please go follow him. Please go follow everybody that we talked about on here with Nova's if you have a Nova. Um, it's a great resource. Obviously, I built one. You've built one. Mm -hmm. uh, BSX Nova's built one. Uh, Nova Nova Bros is awesome Dominic, as well. Dominic, yeah. Um, Aaron, Aaron down in Florida at uh, Super Brova. Nova Billy, he's an awesome guy too. And there's so many other guys. I, I, I can't even keep track because literally that's all I follow is Nova stuff on right. Instagram. So <laughs> the feed just is constant Nova. So. Yes, exactly. So th this is awesome, man. This is great. This has been a, a, a great podcast. Uh, again, get on the website. Go check it out. I'm going to do a full write-up of it. I'm going to have a million questions for you, I'm sure, on the, the setup. Uh, I go back and listen to this, but there's some things that I miss all the time. So Ain't a problem. You got my number. Awesome, man. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank, Thank you for you having so me much, here, Jason. by the way. Hey, this is so yeah. Thank you so much to Nate and his father for the hospitality out there in Chicago. Their shop is awesome. Uh, I think anybody would be very jealous and uh, be very appreciative of a shop like that. It was absolutely gorgeous, and it had a heater in it, as you could hear it turning on and off the entire podcast. But anyways, go follow him on Instagram, at Novanate. He is on there. He's always uh, answering questions. He is uh, very responsive on there as well. Uh, as you heard, that is the only social media that he has, so you can find him on there. Uh, again, get on the, the website, www.radridespodcast.com. You can get on there and see the full feature pictures and if you have any questions you can send them to me if you don't have instagram uh, which i know some people don't but anyways get on there go check it out thank you so much to nate and i hope you enjoyed the podcast